0: Well, it is baseball time again. Now we're ready to go. At the plate for the Orioles is Mark Belanger. Belanger yesterday in the Orioles' 10-6 triumph had one base hit in four trips and batted in the number eight spot. He had an infield hit in the fourth inning that preceded Cuellar's Grand Slam home run. Here is the ball one too high from the left-handed Tommy Hall. Now, to set the Minnesota defense in your mind's eye, if you're with us radio-wise this afternoon, the third baseman is Rick Rennick. The shortstop is Cardinus. The second baseman, Thompson. And the first baseman is Killebrew. Ball's one nothing. pitch to Belanger. High. Ball 2. For Minnesota outfield against Mark Belanger, Allier left field, Tovar in center, and Oliva in right field. Oliva is giving Belanger a whole lot of the foul line down in right field, and this is not customary. Most uh, outfields play Belanger a lot more to the right field side. 2-0, high, ball three. 3-0 three to Belanger. Well, yesterday's game, Perry came on and walked Buford to start the ball game. Young Tommy Hall is now behind the leadoff hitter Mark Belanger. Three balls, no strike. The slender left-hander is 3 nothing. The strike gets called. Three balls, no strike. Behind Belanger will come Paul Blair who made two stunning defensive plays for the Orioles yesterday. Hall to the line. The skinny left-handed pitch is a ball four down low, and the Orioles start game two as they started game one with a base-on ball to their leadoff batter. Melanger reaches as Hall walks the batter. Hall in 155 and a third inning this year walked only 66 while striking out 184. Now the batter, Paul Blair. He was collared in five trips at the plate yesterday, but more than made up for that with two spectacular defensive plays in center field. The pitch to Blair. It's low inside, ball one. Time is called at the net is Leo Cardenas, more or less the captain of the Minnesota infield, moves in from shortstop and says a couple of brief words to Tom Hall brew is holding with a base runner Mark Belanger at first base and now the 1-0 pitch to right hand swinging Blair is high ball 2 and now Mitterwald calls time and here comes uh, manager Bill Rigney racing out, requesting time from the base umpire on the plate and he would like a word with Tommy Hall he stopped rather abruptly with an unusual kind of a look toward Hall up on the mound and now uh, Mr. Rigney who was a uh, And now here comes uh, Earl Weaver out to talk to Haller, the plate umpire. Just, I think Weaver's uh, approach to Haller is to determine if this is to be a charged visit to the manager, Bill Rigney. You are allowed but one. The second trip you make in the inning, your pitcher is out of the game. Other than if there is a physical problem, then you might be given an exemption, and Weaver wanted to be sure that it was a charged visit to Rigney. Two balls, no strikes to Paul Blair. Belanger at first with nobody out. Hall, the left-hander sets and throws. Blair looks, strikes, fall. Two and one to Paul Blair. <laughs> Rennick at third, Cardinal short, Thompson second, and Killero first. Compose the Minnesota infield as Hall is ready. to 2-1 to Blair swing and a foul to the screen. And the count even to two balls, two strikes. Tommy Hall. 0-2 lifetime against the Orioles. And that lifetime record is 1970's record. Two balls, two strikes. Hall is ready to go. Looks the first, throws, check, swing, foul. Behind the plate, Belanger did not get the bat out of the way of a low inside pitch. So the count continues 2-2. Two and two. Billy Hunter does the coaching down the third base side for the Orioles, and George Stoller down the first base way. Jim Fry runs the bullpen for the Orioles, and George Bamberger is the Orioles' fine pitching coach in the dugout with manager Weaver. 2-2 to Blair. High, ball three, full count. Well, the big red machine, as the Cincinnati Reds have been dubbed this year, and uh, they have been kind of stumbling along the last few weeks of the baseball season. Apparently, as the saying goes, got it going again or put it together. 3-1 Blair, ball four, high and outside, back-to-back walk. Belanger to second base, Blair to first base. A pair of walks issued by the Minnesota starter Tom Hall, and to the plate now comes Frank Robinson. He went one for four yesterday afternoon. But it was the spark that ignited the Orioles to a seven-run, seven-hit fourth inning when he opened that fourth with a single to right field. Frank Robinson, who stands just about right on top of the plate, uh, works diligently at hitting to the opposite field because so seldom do pitchers give him anything in over the inner half of the plate. The pitch to Frank Robinson. Swing, and he didn't get it. Strike one. So Frank is not... Strictly an overpowering type of a hitter. Given his pitch, naturally he will go with it. But he is uh, a very heady sort of a batsman and will try to work with the pitcher and take whatever the pitcher gives him. If it means it has to go to right field, it'll go to right field. Pitch. There's a fly ball well hit deep in the alley. Right center field. Tobar coming to the glove side. Aliva is coming over. Aliva makes the catch. Belanger tags, racing to third. Throw coming down. He is safe at third base. And Aliva laid a beautiful throw to Rennick at third, but Belanger... With nobody out, had tagged at second base. The minute Oliva made the catch, Belanger went racing down to third, and Oliva's throw was just perfect if seconds or a split second late. Blair is holding at first base. Frank Robinson retired, and the fly ball in the alley in right center, caught by Oliva, and now Boog Powell. Boog went two for five yesterday, and one of the good signs to Oriole fans is the fact that the big man not once but twice hit the ball to the left field side. And normally, when Powell is hitting well, he hits the ball frequently that way. Runners at first and third with one out. Paul, the left-hander to left-hand swinging Powell. Long drive, deep right field against the wind. Oliva going back on the warning track, back up against the wall. He dropped it. He didn't make the catch. Here comes in with the first run on his way to third, goes Flair. And Powell is in with a double. Oliva went back against the fence 358 feet away. It was over his head. He did seem to me to touch the ball, but it did not stick in the glove. It bounced off. He may not have touched it. It might have just hit the fence and caromed in front of him. Out on the outfield grass, it allowed Belanger to score the first run of the ball game for the Orioles. Blair waiting to see whether the ball is caught, then broke for third and made it. And Powell, going all the way, is in with a double and a run batted in. And the Orioles have a one to nothing lead as Merv Rettenmund stands in against Tommy Hall. With runners second and third and one out, the twin infield is played up halfway now, all the way around. The pitch to Rettenmund, high, ball one, and nearly a wild pitch. Rettenmund is a very important part of something that Earl Weaver has always given a tremendous amount of credit, his bench. And Earl is extremely proud of those fellows who wait in the wings, and they have responded with great performances this year. The pitch. Ball outside. Two balls, no strikes for Rettenmund. Blair third, Powell second. Boog hit a fly ball. Had it not been for the wind that is blowing in over the right field wall today, it definitely would have been a home run. But a hit off the eight-foot screen in the right field corner, good for two bases, and a run batted in. Paul's 2-0 to Rettenmund. A check swing ground ball to foul down the first base side. And the count is two balls and one strike. One to nothing Baltimore. On a one-out double by Booth Powell, plating Belanger from third base. Blair is now in third. Powell, of course, second. Two balls and a strike to Merv Redmond. And Tom Hall throws. Swing and a miss.
1: Four. Hall,
0: who is six feet and about, they say, 144, 45 pounds. Very slender, but is rather quick. He's, I think the ball players would say he's sneaky quick. Two and two now. The count to Merv Rettenmont. Right-hand hitting Oriole left fielder. Hits 322 on the year and knocked in 58 runs for Baltimore. And here is Hall's 2-2 pitch to Rettenmont. Inside low and almost another wild pitch. So the count now is three and two. And uh, Tom Hall has picked up another full count. He's walked a pair. He got Frank Robinson in the fly ball to right field. And then Powell doubled. And it's one to nothing. And Hall bearing down on to Merv Rettman. Here's the payoff 3-2 pitch. Strike. Three is called. Inside corner for me. Rettmund is called out on strikes. And Mr. Hall has picked up a huge strikeout for well, the Minnesota Twins in the top of the inning and in time. Now here's Rigney coming out. And he wants to talk to the plate umpire.
1: Bill Haller, and
0: I think Haller is telling him, Mr. Rigney, if you do, that's visit number two, and Mr. Hall is out of there. Now, Rigney is coming over to the box seat and is talking to some gentleman, Joe Cronin, who is sitting down here in a box seat uh, near the uh, Minnesota Twin uh, dugout, and now Rigney has gone to the mound. And let's see what it's all about. But this is Rigney's second visit to the mound, and it should uh, mean that he's taking his pitcher out of the game. But apparently that w- that rule may have been waived in the playoff games. I'm not certain of that. But Haller went to American League president Joe Cronin, and obviously that rule has been waived. So he can go out there as often as he wants, apparently, and this is news to me. <laughs> But plate umpire Haller immediately went to the boss, Joe Cronin, and said, Well, is it or isn't it? Here is Brooks Robinson. Pitch. Ground ball. Sharply hit at Rennick at third. He knocks it down. Recovers. Throws to first base in time to get Brooks in a fine defensive play. But at the end of a half-inning of play, the score is Baltimore 1, and of course, Minnesota coming to
2: bat. A few years ago, about the only way to heat a home was with a fireplace. But a lot has happened since that time. Home design and construction have changed drastically. Today, you want more than just resected heat from a fireplace. You want comfort all around. An oil comfort system can give you this through the total control of the environment in which you live. And if you think that total environmental control is something out of the future, you're right. But it's here today. And it doesn't cost so much that you can't enjoy it. So see one of the comfort people, your local oil dealer. He can do more for you than just help you plan your home. He can help you plan the environment that goes in it. And what could be more important than that? Oil. Comforts people. Oil Heat Association of Maryland.
0: To face the uh, free swinging and hard hitting Minnesota Twins in the bottom of the first inning is another Baltimore 24 game winner, Dave McNally. On the year, 24 victories and 9 defeats, 296 innings of pitching to a 3.22 ERA. Against the Minnesota Twins this season, McNally shows the record of two victories and one defeat. Of three starts against the Twins this year, he was able to complete but one ball game, beating them 11 to 1. Here is Tobar, and a bunt is foul behind the plate. Strike one to Cesar. Little Cesar Tobar, the trigger man of the Minnesota potent offense, went two for five yesterday. Lifetime against the Minnesota Twins, Dave McNally shows eight victories and five defeats. One strike the count to the right-hand batting Tobar. McNally's pitch, ground ball, glove side of the shortstop, Belanger, he's got it. The throw to first, one out. Tobar retired and a sharply hit ground ball to the shortstop. And speaking of the shortstop, here is the Twins, very able shortstop, Leo Cardenas. Leo was hitless yesterday in four trips to the plate. But he is the man that molded the Minnesota infield. Uh, The Twins were having all sorts of problems for quite a few years with shortstops. And Mr. Cardenas came along and just has done an outstanding job. McNally's pitch is a curve, way outside, and a ball one. Now the Baltimore infield has Brooks Robinson third, Belanger short, Dave Johnson second base, Boo Powell at first. The outfield of Redmond in left, Blair in center and Frank Robinson in right. Pitch, high fly ball, left field way. Coming on the left fielder, back to shortstop. The left fielder Redmond continues and makes the catch. And that will be the second out of the inning has gone on a towering fly ball to left fielder Retman, who came in rather shallow to make the play. There has never been a more celebrated twin than the man at the plate, Harmon Killebrew. And yesterday he went two for five and hit, can we say, a prodigious home run? It was measured at 437 feet straight away to center field. McNally's pitch is a ball low and inside to Killebrew. 1-0 to Killebrew, two out, and nobody on. We're in the bottom of the first, Baltimore 1, Minnesota nothing. McNally working again. There's a long drive down the left field side. It's hooking for the foul pole. It is a foul ball. It was deep enough to have been a home run, but it was hooking. And that wind, again, blowing from right field across the left field line, also helped carry the ball foul. One ball, one strike to Killebrew. With two outs. And nobody on, and the Orioles won the nothing. A pair of walks in the opening inning by Minnesota starter Tommy Hall proved very costly indeed. The 1 1, an outside to Killabrew. Two balls and one strike. Killebrew, more than any other Minnesota twin, really hammered the Oriole pitchers this year as Minnesota bested the Orioles in a 12-game series, winning seven, dropping five. The 2-1 to Killebrew. It's a foul tip strike. He checked his swing, and the ball ticks the bat foul into the middle of the catcher, Etchabaron, and the count is 2-2. Two and two. Played umpire, Haller, was very quick and very explicit with his acknowledgment, and... Uh, the information that it was not a check swing, but that it was a foul tip. The ball just nicked the bat. In other words, Harmon, had the ball not touched the bat, would not have been guilty of the swing. Now the 2-2 pitch to Killigrew. McNally ready, the left-hander throws. Curved him, ground ball foul down the third base line, and the count will continue at 2-2. Two two. Only in two of 12 games this year were the Oriole pitchers able to shut out Harmon Killigrew. and the 2-2 offering to Killebrew ball outside, three and two now full count to Harmon with two away and nobody on in the last half of the first inning and as people are continually tuning in we'll remind you again Baltimore scored a run in the top of the first and lead one to nothing the 3-2 pitch to Killebrew ball four is high McNally gets up the walk and that'll bring on One of the most dangerous hitters in all of baseball, the Minnesota twin right fielder, Tony Oliva. The best that Oliva could do yesterday, three hits in four trips. And when Dick Hall came on yesterday and pitched a brilliant four and two-third innings of relief ball to win for the Orioles, this is the man who had the only twin base hit. Two out on the inning, Killebrew the runner at first, and Powell has moved in and is holding with the runner against the left-hand swings of Oliva. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. Good, hard-breaking pitch for McNally. The Oriole infield really cut her out of the first-base side, but yet Powell is holding with Killebrew, and that does help to open up the first-base side of the infield to the left-hand swings of Oliva. And Oliva, extremely dangerous, hits the ball very sharply all of the time and to all fields. McNally's one-strike offering, fouled away, out of play, two strikes. 0-2 oh the count to Tony Oliva, Killerbrew leading first with two downs, McNally sets and fires. Fly ball. Right field away. Frank Robinson coming up on it. Should make the play without difficulty. Settling under it. Frank, wait, wait. He's got it. And that's the final out at the end of one inning of play. Baltimore, one. Minnesota, nothing. Well, our guest. On the brief uh, visit that state umpire Haller made to American League President Joe Cronin at the request of manager Bill Rigney, our guess was that uh, they had waived the rule pertaining to the number of visits the manager can make to the mound. And that is the case. And this is the first time we have heard about it. It's been waived for the playoffs and waived for the World Series. Well, Dave Johnson is the batter. He went one for three yesterday, right-handed swinger, and Tommy Hall froze. Curved strike outside corner of the letter. So for the playoffs and the World Series, the manager can make as many visits as he chooses. The one-strike pitch, high to Johnson, the ball and the strike, we'll have a station break for you up and down the network as soon as we see how Dave Johnson is going to fare against the swift, live left-hander, Tommy Hall. Tom, ready to go, the 1-1 to Dave Johnson is low inside, another breaking pitch. George Mitterwald doing the receiving, and what a fine ball game Mitterwald had in a losing cause yesterday with three base hits and a flawless performance behind the plate. Paul is ready with his 2-1 offering to second baseman Johnson. Ground ball hit third base way. Rennick makes a fine grab behind the bag. A long throw to kill a bruise shot. Johnson gone on the ground ball to third, and as advertised, we pause for station identification. This is the Baltimore Oriole Baseball Network. Fred Snyder here with a word to the ladies. Don't miss Jack Lacey, 10 to 2, Monday through Saturday, featured on Radio 11, WBAL in Baltimore. With one out and nobody on, here is uh, Andy Echebarron making his first appearance of the 1970 championship series. Right-handed swinger. And a strike is called to <laughs> He hit 243 in the regular season. Now a swing and a miss and two strikes to Oh 0-2, the count to Andy. Well, along with a 243 average, Echebarron has ten doubles, a triple, and four home runs and 28 runs batted in. So now Tommy Hall is uh, out ahead of the hitter, 0-2, and, and the left-hander's pitch is a strike three call. He comes a good fastball right over the plate, knee-high in the outer portion, and picks up strikeout number two. They have both been looking or called third strike. And Now pitcher Dave McNally. McNally uh, at the plate in the 1970 season, hit for an average of 133, and he had a few extra base hits. Six of them were doubles, one a home run, and six runs batted in. He is a right-handed hitter, is McNally, and a strike is called. One strike offering to pitcher Dave McNally with two out and nobody on. Hall strides and fires. Strike two ball, another breaking ball to McNally. So the young man may have been, and understandably so, in his playoff uh, debut here this afternoon, just a little tight, a little tense, nervous, and he'd hardly be a good competitor if he weren't. The two strike offering to McNally is low inside and a ball. One and two. He seems now to be pitching in the manner in which, you know, he is accustomed to, and the manner in which we have seen him work over the past year. The 1-2 to McNally. Strike three called. Inside corner of the knees. McNally is out on strike three up and three down at the end of an inning and a half. Baltimore one, Minnesota nothing. come out against Dave McNally in the last half of the second inning. It'll be Brant Allier, George Mitterwald, and Rick Rennick in that order. Allier, strong right-handed batsman. McNally's curve is low inside, ball one. Allier yesterday did not hit in three official at-bats. The Orioles play in to pull the ball. Left fielder Redmond straight away in deep. swinging a foul behind the plate. The center fielder Blair favoring the alley in deep left center, and Frank Robinson extremely wide, well off the line for the alley and right center field. Infield is pulled a little bit around the third. McNally wants another baseball with a count one and one. It's immediately flipped out by plate umpire Bill Hallard. And the 1-1 offering to Allier, curve right McNally, the possessor of a fine curve, a good slider, a good fastball, and he has had success with a straight change. Here are the one-two offerings. The curve outside, two and two. A glorious, bright, comfortable Sunday afternoon in Bloomington, Minnesota. And Game 2 of the 1970 American League Championship Series. Swing and a miss, and Allier is out. Strikeout number one for Dave McNally. And the batter now will be George Mitterwald, who had three hits in four trips yesterday for the Minnesota catcher Twins. And he looks to be the fellow that uh, would uh, equal and perhaps outdo the fine performances of the Twins' uh, once-great catcher Earl Batty. The pitch to Mitterwald is high and outside. Ball one. George is a right-handed batsman. One ball, no strikes. To George Mitterwald with one out and nobody on. McNally rocks over the rubber and deals. The breaking pitch is hit low. Two balls and no strikes. Two and zero. Oh. Here's a high pop-up, and it's off the first base side of the infield. Boo Powell is calling for it. The wind rides it around. He stays with it and makes the catch. Mitterwald retired in a towering pop-up off the first base side. From our broadcast booth, which is uh, beautifully located at mezzanine level at the Met, uh, almost directly behind the plate, there is an overhang from the third deck that cuts off all of the extremely high pop up and the high fly ball to the outfield. So when it leaves the bat, You have to play the infielder or the outfielder in order to figure out which way it is going, right field or left field. With two out and nobody on, here is Rick Rennick for the Minnesota Twins in his first appearance, a swing and a foul ball up the screen. Rennick for the Twins hit 229 in the season with eight doubles and seven home runs and 25 runs batted in. The one strike offering to this right handed swinger, fastball, but it was low and inside. One ball and one strike. The one one offering to Rennick, McNally delivers high pop up, and Dave Johnson is giving the first sign for it. The Orioles second baseman on the outfield grass behind second squeezes it for the final out, and the Twins are three up and three down. At the end of two innings, Baltimore won, Minnesota nothing. We go now to the Oriole half of the third inning at Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington. And uh, for his second turn to the plate now comes leadoff hitter, Mark Belanger. He walked in the first inning. Blair followed with another walk. Belanger took second. When Frank Robinson fly deep to right field, Belanger took third. And then when Powell doubled, Belanger scored the only run of the game. And that's where we are as we go to the top of the third. And Tommy Hall ready to go. The left-hander delivers. Strike call. is good. Quick breaking pitch outside corner for the letters. And Hall seems now to have found his groove, and uh, that would indicate it could be a difficult afternoon for Baltimore. The one-strike pitch coming to Belanger, line drive, center field up on the ball, Tobar still moving, it's sinking, and Tobar didn't get it. It it falls in front of him, and he rushes in and makes the grab. It's caromed off his glove and rolled in front of him. Belanger is held at first base with a sink. A sinking line drive. Tobar was coming very hard, but also he had to exercise a bit of caution. Had he not been able to block the ball, or at least slow it up, it could have rolled beyond him and in this huge center field, 430 feet straight away, and Belanger's speed, that could have been quite harmful to the Twins' cause. Here is Paul Blair, the pitch too high to Blair. We mentioned a moment ago, a first inning walk. brew is holding with a base runner, Belanger, at first base, who gets not a great lead against the left-handed Tommy Hall. The set by Hall, the pitch. Breaking pitch in, strike calls. One ball, one strike to Paul Blair. No, a quick throw to first. back safely, Belanger. Under the watchful eye of the first base umpire, Jim Odom. One and one is the count to Paul Blair. Belanger with about a three step lead at first base. Hall sets to the belt and the left hand is to Blair. High. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. Well, after this afternoon's second game, this uh, championship uh, series will move to Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, continuing there for as long as is necessary to determine a winner. The 2-1 offering. Line drive, caught by Rennick at third base. Oh, what a beautiful glove hand stab by Rennick. Just a great, great play with marvelous reflexes from third baseman Rick Rennick and Oriole fans who have watched the brilliance of Brooks Robinson over the years. Having seen this play, it certainly would do credit to a, even a Brooks Robinson. It was a just an outstanding one-handed grab by third baseman Renning. Now Frank Robinson at the plate with one out and Belanger at first. The pitch to Frank, fly ball, well hit, deep left field. It's going to go home run, Frank Robinson, and the Orioles have two more runs. The leader... Oriole right fielder Frank Robinson was ready as he always is and unloads with his first home run of the 1970 Championship Series. And the Orioles now take a three-to-nothing lead over the Minnesota Twins. The scores run number two. Frank Robinson scores run number three. His first home run in the playoff series, his 26th home run of 1970. And now here is Boo Powell with one out and nobody on. A Frank Robinson home run has made it three to nothing. Paul throws, Powell takes high, right over his head. Ball one. The one nothing to the waiting Powell. Swing and a foul to the screen, and Powell had a very good cut at that pitch from Southpaw Tom Hall. One ball, one strike. They measure Frank Robinson's home run at 400 feet. In the lower deck, in the left field grandstand. All ready once more. Here is his 1-1 offering to Powell. Strike two is called. And we know that there are many of Food's faithful fans, not only in Baltimore, but particularly in southern Florida, rooting for the big man this afternoon. And all afternoons, the 1-2 pitch coming to Powell, fouled away, out of play. He doubled in the first inning to knock in the Orioles' first run. We're very happy to have another citizen of uh, southern Florida with us, Mr. Jay Spencer of the Miami News, who is here on special assignment, uh, being uh, hired by the Baltimore Orioles uh, to shoot uh, pictures of this playoff series. Now the 1-2 pitch to Powell, outside and low, ball two. Jay has done a lot of that work for the Orioles in spring training, and now when the Orioles got to the playoff series or the championship series, he was again hired for his outstanding photographic efforts, along with fellows like Vince Greco from Baltimore and Jerry Wanchard from Baltimore, all here covering victorially the 2-2 to Powell, foul to the screen. We mention their names because in your daily coverage of baseball, those on the air and on television, you hear their names and see them, and the newspaper man's name appears in print. And sometimes the unsung hero is is the photographer who does such outstanding work year-long, and we felt that they should be mentioned. Two balls and two strikes. The count to the batter Powell. Hall throws high inside, and a full count now to the Oriole first baseman. to Powell. He struck him out. A swing and a miss on a breaking pitch. And Powell is strikeout number four for the young Minnesota left-hander Tom Paul. And this is his first swinging strikeout. And here is his first strikeout victim in the first inning, Merv Rettenmund, who was called out on strike. Two out now, but two runs are in on the Frank Robinson home run as Hall delivers Rettenmund a check swing line drive foul ball down the first base side and off the box seat railing. We have been told the weather in Baltimore is just fine this afternoon, and all of us hope that it will continue in that fashion for the days necessary to complete the 1970 championship series. One strike pitch coming down to Retinburg. High ball, one, one ball, one strike. The games in Baltimore will start at 1 o'clock in Memorial Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. A ball and a strike is the count to Merv Rettenland as Hall brings the arm down with a pitch that is again high, and it's now 2-1. And And repeating, of course, that the dispute uh, between umpires and uh, the American National League has been settled, and the umpires are back on the job. The 2-1 offering coming to Merv Rettenland. Hall, steps and throws. Over everything but the screen behind the plate of all three. Mitterwald went up for it, couldn't get it. Now time is called, and it could be that the pitch that was thrown. And here comes Mr. Rigney again. He's got his bullpen going. There's a couple of right handers. See if we can pick them up for you. Tion and Billy Zep are the right-handers in the twin bullpen. Thank you. And the thank you is directed toward our outstanding audio man, Mr. Ken Kimball. Brigney is on the scene again and uh, now is uh, trotting back to the dugout. The count, three balls, one strike to Rettman, and Hall ready to go. The wind and the pitch. Ball four outside, and here is another walk issued by Tommy Hall. Three in the ball game for Hall. The batter will be Brooks Robinson, who had a beautiful yeah, afternoon baseball. yesterday. Oh, three man. for three. And in his first trip to the plate this afternoon, hit a shot to the third baseman, Rennick, who made a very fine play to retiring. Not the kind of a play, however, you'd compare with a... The Rennie grab of the Blair line drive. Pitch to Brooks. High pop-up. It's behind the plate. Coming toward the screen is Mitterwald, and I don't know whether he'll make a play or not. We'll have to watch for the out of the umpire, and the sign is safe, and therefore he could not get to the ball. He was out of our line of sight by the time he gets to the box. He's really. railing. One strike to Brooks. One strike pitch coming to Brooks Robinson with Merv Rettenmund at first base and two out and two runs in. Here in the top half of the third inning, Baltimore three, Minnesota nothing. Paul works. He's low. One ball and one strike. Fiat and Zep are working in the Minnesota bullpen. Both right-handers. The one-one offering to Brooks. Low ball two. Two and one. It is our understanding, and this, of course, could be subject to change overnight, that the game, the first game in Baltimore, tomorrow afternoon, will be pitched by the Orioles' Jim Palmer, and the Twins, I believe, will pitch their outstanding young rookie right-hander, Bert Blylevin. 2-1 to Brooks. High pop-up. First base side foul ground. Mitterwald may have a play in foul ground. The Twins' catcher is there and makes the catch for the final out of the inning. But the Orioles pick up... Two runs and two hits, and at the end of two and a half, Baltimore three, and Minnesota nothing. On the plan, 5-8, number 5, baseman, Danny Thompson. Well, the Minnesota Twins come out against Dave McNally. in the last half of the third inning with their second baseman, Danny Thompson, pitcher Tom Hall, and top of the order, Cesar Tobar. Thompson had one hit in three trips yesterday. McNally's first offering to this right-handed batter is bunted down the third-base side foul. Strike one. Thompson had the great misfortune yesterday of being the middleman of a double play and throwing the ball away at first base and gave the Orioles their first two runs. He came back with a double in the alley in right center field and played flawlessly thereafter, contributing some outstanding defensive plays. strike offering to the right hand swinging Thompson. He is considered a much better glove man than hitter. McNally throws. Low, ball one, one and one. The Orioles, three runs and three hits. And Minnesota, hitless through the first two innings. The only runner reached on a walk. Pitch, ground ball, glove side of the shortstop, Belanger. He's there, the throw to Powell at first, one out. Thompson gone. On a ground ball to the shortstop, pitcher Tommy Hall sheds the jacket and will head for the dish. As a batsman over the year, Hall uh, hit for an average of 182 and he is credited with one run batted in. One strike one as McNally blew the fastball by Tommy Hall. And the one strike pitch. curve, but it's outside. A ball and a strike to Tom Hall. Here's the 1-1. One, one. Strike two is called. Paul took the stride and cocked the bat and then decided, well, I'm going to let it go by, and it was a strike. Well, there are some fine seats available for the playoff series against the Twins in Baltimore. One-two pitch coming down to uh, Paul. It's cut out and missed, and McNally notches his second strikeout. Two out in the inning. Top of the order, Tobar Against McNally in the first inning, He grounded to the shortstop, Belanger. The W-2 advance sale ticket window will be open tomorrow morning at 9.30 for your convenience. Open this afternoon if you're in the area. Here is Cesar Tovar, one of the tougher outs in baseball. McNally's pitch to Cesar, high, ball one. The Orioles, tomorrow afternoon in Baltimore, it'll be Jim Palmer. one nothing pitch to Tobar. Swing ground ball, third baseway like Brooks Robinson has. Now he throws the first baseman foul. It is in time. It was uh, doubtful because the ball got up on the very top of the glove, and Brooks had to dig twice to get it out of the glove before he made the throw. And the Twins, three up, three down. At the end of three, Baltimore three, Minnesota nothing. 1970 American League Championship Series. Uh, We head to the top of the fourth inning uh, with the Orioles facing the Twins' Tom Hall. Second baseman Dave Johnson will be the leadoff hitter in this top of the fourth. He'll be followed by catcher Andy Etcherbarron and pitcher Dave McNally. Twins give uh, Johnson the foul lines both down left and right field, and they kind of jam up the uh, outfield. Pitch to Dave is too low, ball one, in an effort to plug up the power alleys in both right and left center. Infield is uh, just about straight off against Johnson, who had a very fine year for the Orioles this season. The one nothing pitch today, swinging a high fly right field way. Aliva is coming up on it. The wind is driving it away from him. Still moving, Aliva makes the catch, and that retires Dave Johnson. One gone in the Oriole half of the fourth inning, and now Andy Etcheverry. He was called out on strike in his first look at Tom Hall in the second inning. The very talented uh, Minnesota first baseman, Rich Reese, again aggravated a pulled hamstring muscle in the right leg yesterday and is not able to see service this afternoon. So Killebrew has moved to first base and Rennick has gone into third. The pitch coming to Etchebarren, a check swing and a ball down low. ago when the Orioles and the Twins met in a light series and they opened in Baltimore. one nothing pitch to Etcher Ground ball. High hopper overhead of the pitcher. Charging Cardenas. He's got it to throw to first. It's wild! And it's into the box seats behind first base. Cardenas came charging for the slow but high hopping ground ball over the pitcher's head. He got to it. The gloved hand on the right side of the body. Then had to make a cross the body snap throw to first and threw it right by Killebrew into the box seat. It is ruled an infield base hit for Etcheverry, and then he will take second base on a throwing error charge to Leo Cardenas, and Dave McNally will step in. I was about to say that a year ago when these teams met, the first two games of the playoffs were just as great as baseball games ever get to be. Such was not the case in yesterday afternoon's victory that the Orioles enjoyed, ten to six over Minnesota. Pitch. Foul ball coming out of play behind the plate. Strike one. Well, some good-looking young man, uh, I think, with his dad uh, in the front row of the boxes in the mezzanine level here just stood up and made a fine one-handed grab of that foul ball. One strike. The count to Dave McNally. Hall ready to work. Here's his pitch. Swing and a miss. Two strikes to McNally both of the games in baltimore last year were extra inning affairs and they were just as tight and as tense and as taut as baseball gets and the orioles were fortunate enough to win both of them and then won a laugher for the third game and made it a sweep here in minnesota the two-strike offering to mcnally line drive base hit left field coming hard as etcher toward third they give him the green light etcher around third coming home throw coming on is going to be cut off and the orioles have a 4 to nothing lead as Dave McNally, the pitcher, has singled to left field and scored etch And on that base hit, we will step out for a station break. This is the Baltimore Oriole Baseball Network.
3: Harley here suggesting you start your day the way thousands do. Here, William Striver, critic at large, 8.15 mornings on Radio 11, WBAL, Baltimore.
0: Pitcher Dave McNally has just singled to left field to plate the Orioles' fourth run of a Baltimore four and Minnesota nothing and the twin bullpen is active once again, and we will It looks like it's Billy Zepp out there now, and uh, he is all alone The Langer the batter with one out and McNally at first Paul delivers a strike over the outside portion of the letters It is Billy Zepp in the Minnesota twin bullpen Right back, this pitch. Swing, and he didn't get it. Two strikes to Mark Belanger, who walked in the first inning and hit a sinking line drive that fell in front of Tovar, in center field, for a base hit. And both times that Belanger has reached this afternoon, he has scored. The two-strike pitch to Mark, as Paul is in the driver's seat now. The kick on the pitch. Line drive, Alley, right center field. Tovar will not get to it. It bounces almost over his head. McNally is on his way to third, and Belanger is held to a single. Boy, only Tovar's great speed kept that ball from going right through to the wall in right center field. And even if that, it took a bad get to it. It bounces almost over his head. McNally is on his way to third, and Belanger is held to a single. Boy, only Tovar's great speed kept that ball from going right through to the wall in right center field. And even at that, it took a bad hop and almost went right over Tobar's head. But he made a good leaping grab to cut it off. McNally stopped at third base as Belanger has his second hit of the ballgame. And manager Bill Rigney is making his fourth appearance. And uh, we'll wait to see whether or not this will be some change pitchers or whether it'll be for another consultation because the rule pertaining to manager's visits to the mound has been waived. He can get out there as often as he wants, apparently. But now the shine has gone to the bullpen. So we will have a new pitcher. And while the new pitcher makes his way to the mound, let's pause for a minute.
2: You know, Unitas has already gained 325 yards.
3: He needs only 11 more to break the old record of 335. He way back in 1937 by 7. This balls. is Johnny Unitas.
0: Ever wonder how announcers can have the right statistics ready every time? It's because they use the official National Football League record book. Up to now, this book was
2: available only to the pros. It can tell you almost anything you want to know about pro football. Individual and team records, plus a special section on the Super Bowl. Now, this book is being offered exclusively by DuPont. Here's how to get your copy. You can get the
0: 384-page official National Football League record book for only 50 cents with purchase of Dupont Lucite paint. And now is a good time to repaint with new Lucite wall paint. Whatever Lucite covers wet will stay covered after it's dry. You get the job done and still have time for fun. Check the yellow pages for the Lucite retailer nearest you. Participating retailers have full details on this book offer, and right now they're having a special sale on Lucite work skipper paints. Well, for the second straight day, the Orioles uh, have driven the starting pitcher from the mound. So Tom Hall, in his start this afternoon against Baltimore has worked a stint of three and one-third innings. The Orioles have touched him for six base hits, including four singles, a double by Powell, and a two-run home run by Frank Robinson. He walked a total of three and struck out four, and now gives the game over to Billy Zepp. Zep, in yesterday's opening game here at Minnesota, pitched two-thirds of one inning. He allowed only one base hit. He didn't walk a batter. He struck out two, and he was charged with one of the Oriole runs in run number seven. And it was a home run by Boo Powell. Billy Zep, on the year, this is a young right-hander for the Minnesota Twins, worked in a total of 43 games, winning nine and losing four. He twirled 151 innings, to Bill Zep, to an earned run of 3.22. And against the Baltimore Orioles, take a look and see what Zepp's record was during the year. He didn't figure in a decision. Uh, No wins, no losses. He did pitch 15 innings, allowed 16 hits, walked five, struck out six, pitched to an earned run of 3.60, and made two starts against the Orioles. Billy Zepp, right-hander, Oriole runners, first and third, one out, Blair, of the batter. The set by the right-handed Zepp on the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike one. pitch for the waiting Blair that throws Blair swings high fly ball shallow right center Oliva and Tovar converging it'll be Oliva Oliva coming on makes the catch McNally starting home and here comes the throw and McNally is going to be out by about 10 feet well the Orioles with a four to nothing lead could afford that gamble and make Oliva come on with a perfect throw to the plate Oliva was equal to the challenge and his throw was right on the money the catcher Mitterwald and tag McNally for the double play. And at the end of three and one half, it's Baltimore
2: four and Minnesota nothing. When you're burning up energy like me, Brooks Robinson, take time out of your busy schedule for a milk
3: break. I know for a fact how much extra vitality and stamina it takes for all the everyday activity. And nothing supplies that energy like a cold, refreshing glass of milk. Nature's most nearly perfect food. It makes no difference what sport you're participating in, baseball, track, tennis, or a day at the beach. For that extra lift you need over the hot summer months, take time out for a Vitality drink that gives you a big lift every
2: time. Pause for a milk break. Take it from me, Brooks Robinson, milk supplies that energy burst you need. At our house, milk is on the table for every meal, and at snack times too.
3: Remember, milk keeps you going and growing. This message has been brought to you by the Maryland Cooperative Milk Producers. Suppliers of quality milk to the Baltimore area dairy since
1: 1918.
0: Baltimore 4, the Minnesota Twins nothing, and this game now moves to the last half of the fourth inning. And it'll be Leo Cardenas, Harman Killebrew, Tony Oliva in that order. And again, a very brief uh, word about uh, the gamble that the Orioles took. With a 4 nothing lead, Oliva caught the fly ball off the batter of player not very deep in the alley and right center field. And it was a, a calculated risk. Uh, with a 4 nothing lead, you can take that kind of a risk. And uh, it was just a challenge to Oliva that you've got to make the perfect throw. In order to get the double play, and Oliva did exactly that. Made a perfect throw to Mitterwald, and uh, McNally was, to say the least, a dead
1: duck.
0: Now here is Cardenas with a ball inside. Cardinus in the first inning against Dave McNally, sky to left fielder Merv Rettenmund. Right back, a ball two is high to Cardinus. Two balls and no strike. If you are not familiar with this ballpark at uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, it is uh, quite honestly a hitter's ballpark. The 2 nothing pitch to Cardinus, a crouching Cardinus takes a ball three up high, and he was very, very low, but McNally's pitch was up. Three balls and no strikes now to Leo Cardenas from McNally. Way behind the Minnesota shortstop and right-handed swinger. 3-0 pitch. Strike over the outside corner of the letters. 3-1 to Cardenas with a quick look now to his third base coach, Crescetti, to figure whether he's hitting or taking on the 3-1. McNally ready to work. Here comes the 3-1 pitch. Ball four is in Cardenas on with a walk. McNally's second walk of the ball game. will be Harmon Killebrew, and uh, Bill Haller has been requested to take a look at the baseball, has done so, and throws it out of the ball. And from the Mets, you hear the enthusiastic charge of the Minnesota Twin fans. Leading first is Cardin, McNally sets the belt, throws to Killebrew high, ball one. Time, Etchabar now out to talk a little bit with Dave McNally. A repeat for some who may have missed the fact that the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds played game two at Three Rivers Stadium this afternoon. The Cincinnati Reds made it two victories in a row with a three-to-one triumph this afternoon. The one-nothing pitch coming to Killebrew. Right outside corner of the letter. One ball, one strike. base runner Cardenas at first base, McNally flashes a quick look that way now delivers 1-1 to Killebrew, high ball 2, 2-1 two that appeared to be a, an off-seat, that's kind of a let-up from McNally the Killebrew shift is in effect, there are three Oriole infielders between second and third, Cardinus bounces out to a good lead, McNally throws, swing and a foul right on the screen and the count is 2-2 two McNally with a 2-2 pitch to Harmon, Killerbrew. The look to first, the pitch to the plate, ground ball, third base play. It is a foul ball, grabbed by Brooks Robinson. The to throw to second, out, and on to first base. It could have been a double play, but it was a foul ball. It was a foul ball. The umpire at second base, uh, Jerry Newdecker, taking absolutely no chances, just went right in and called the play. As Brooks, uh, also not taking any chances, made the grab in foul ground and. Recovered quickly enough to get a throw to second base, and Decker went right along with it, but the foul call was up immediately where we could see from third base umpire Jim Ponacek. Of course, Brooks Robinson had no way of seeing it. The count is 2-2 two and two to Killebrew. Cardenas has a very good lead at first. Now he's shortened. The set by McNally, the pitch to Killebrew. It's a ball low inside. 3-2. and two. Three balls, two strikes. The count for the batter, Harmon Killebrew. Powell holds with Cardenas. Again, he's got a pretty good lead over there. McNally sets the 3-2 pitch to Killerbrew. A long drive left field. Forget it. It's going to be a Killebrew home run. done so often over the 70 campaigns, a walk to Cardenas, and boom, a swing of the bat from Killebrew, and two runs are in. It is Baltimore 4, Minnesota 2, and the batter now is Tony Oliva. They measure the Killebrew home run at 376 feet, the second home run in this series. Pitch coming to it, Tony Oliva, high fly ball, deep left, Redmond is going back, the wind is driving it, he's at the fence, it's going to go, home run, Oliva. Well, this is the twin style of play. And this is what they do as well as any team in baseball. There have been some very trite expressions uh, to describe it. Uh, the Twins, seldom, uh, if ever play inside baseball, they play outside baseball by that of a home run ball. A two-run clout by Killerbrew, a solo clout by Oliva, and just like that, the Twins are smack dab in the middle of the game, trailing by one run, Baltimore four, Minnesota three, Nobody out, and the batter will be Grant Allier. Pitching coach Van has visited the mound. And uh, McNally has yet to get a man here on the bottom of the fourth. A ball is too high to Allier. And this crowd at the match, which appears to be a little better than yesterday's crowd of 26,847, loving every moment of it. One-nothing. Strike outside corner of the letter to Allier. Selena Lopez and Dave Leonard are throwing in the Oriole bullpen. Looks like it might be Louis Tion in the twin bullpen. The 1-1 to Allier. High pop-up. Dave Johnson, second baseman, calling for it. And on the skin of the infield, he makes the grab, and that is the first out of the inning. Allier gone on a pop-up to the second baseman, Johnson. Here's the strike call to George Mitterwald. Mitterwald in the second inning, top to the first baseman, Boo Powell. Right back, the one-strike pitch, swing and a miss, two strikes to Mitterwald. Two-strike offering coming down to George Mitterwald. Inside of the ball, one and two. The right-hander in the twin bullpen turns out now to be Stan Williams. One ball, two strikes, the pitch. High ball, two. And as we mentioned, it's Leonard, the right-hander, Lopez, the southpaw, in the Orioles bullpen. Well, the Orioles have squandered a four-to-nothing lead. The two-two pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Nitterwald is strikeout number three for Dave McNally, the second out of the inning. And Rick Rennick is the do batter. Rennick went out on a pop-up to second base from Johnson in the second inning. McNally ready to go. The left-hand is pitched to Rennick, too low on the ball. One-nothing pitch coming down to Rennick. McNally delivers. Curve outside. Two balls. No strike. Two out for three runs in for the Twins. And the two-nothing to swing ground ball third base way foul. Two and one now to Rennick. McNally's move, is 2-1 to right-hand swinging Rennick. High fly ball down the first base side and foul ground. Powell chasing toward the box seat railing, but it's going to be out of play. Back in maybe six or eight rows. So the count continues, two balls, two strikes to Rick Rennick. Armand Killebrew ignited the twin rally with his second home run of the 70 championship series and all told his 43rd of the 70 season. And the 2-2 pitch coming to Rennick. curve high and away, ball three. full count to Rennick. McNally with a big pitch. To the twin third baseman. Throws, struck him out. Swing and a miss, Rennick goes down. Strikeout number four. The twins with three runs and two hits. And at the end of four innings, Baltimore four, Minnesota three. In the Oriole half of the fifth inning, Frank Robinson, Boog Powell, Merv Rettenmund against the right-handed Billy Zepp. Frank Robinson fly to right and then hit a two-run home run for the Orioles in the third inning. Zepp, the twin reliever, in relief of starter Tommy Hall. Stairs to the Mitterwald for the sign and his first offering to Frank Robinson. Breaking pitch outside, ball one. And there is no activity in the bullpen now, either on the part of the Twins or the Orioles, as we move to the top of the fifth. The rocking Zap with a one-nothing strike. A good breaking ball. One and one. And the one-one offering to Frank... I pop up, it's foul, it may be out of play. Coming back to give it a look as Smitterwald, it is out of play. One and two. Now the one-two to Frank Robinson, way outside and low, two balls and two strikes. glorious Sunday afternoon here in the Twin City area. 2-2 pitch to Frank Robinson. curving him again outside. 3-2. So Zepp now has a tough pitch to make to Oriole right fielder Frank Robinson. And behind Frank, Boob Powell. Behind Powell, Rhett 3-2 pitch. A ball four. Low and outside. Frank started a swing and held back on it. A walk by Zep, and this for Billy will be his first walk of the ballgame. Also, twin pitchers have issued four passes to Oriole batters this afternoon. And here is Boog Powell. He doubled off the starter fall in the first inning and then struck out in the third. Frank Robinson with a pretty good lead. Killebrew is not holding with the runner. He's playing a step behind the bag at first base. The pitch to Powell, a change-up breaking ball. Low inside, ball one. Killebrew just uh, bird-dogging uh, Frank just a little bit, about a step or two behind the bag. Frank, uh, the all-around player, outstanding base runner. Now the one nothing pitch coming to Boog Powell. That kicks and fires. Ground ball hit off the third base side. In the hole. Base hit to left field. Frank Robinson is down to second base. Almost fell down, and he'll hold at second base. Frank Robinson, uh, with a play in front of him, was using his judgment, and uh, one of the things that he would do to left fielder Brand uh, Allier would be to just suddenly seem to open up in a spurt as if he were going to try to go to third, and the hope is that Allier would get anxious about it and maybe misplay the ball. But Allier calmly played it. Uh, perfectly, and Frank holds the second base. Powell is on at first base with his second hit of the afternoon and his fourth base hit of the series, and the batter will be Merv Rettenmund. Rettenmund looked at a third strike and walked in two previous turns. Zep, the right-hander, throws. Rettenmund squares to bunt, takes the ball outside. Nobody out. Oreo runners. Frank Robinson second. Boo Powell first. The bunt in order on the first pitch as Rettenmund gave every indication of the bunt. See if it is still in order on pitch number two. Now right-handers are throwing again in the Minnesota Twin bullpen. The set by Zepp and the one 0 pitch coming to Merv Rettenmund. Strike is called. No indication of the bunt. Lewis, Teant, Van Williams are the right-handers in the twin bullpen. One ball, one strike to Rettenmund, And the pitch. Outside and low, ball two. Only the very strong wind over the right field wall has held Powell without a home run this afternoon. He hit one in the first inning that, without that win, would have gone. Now the 2-1 pitch for the waiting Merv Retman, Billy Zepp, the right-hander throws. Swing and a foul tip into the middle of uh, wall and the count now is two balls, two strikes. We're on the top of the fifth inning, and yesterday was a nervous, kind of a scary affair, if you were an Oreo fan. And this afternoon is no exception. It is again a one run ball game. Baltimore 4, Minnesota 3. Nobody out, top of the fifth. Frank second, Boo Powell first. And now the 2 2 to Merv Rettenmann. That throws, curving outside, full count, 3 and 2. Now you can feel a little uneasy stirring in the spectators here at the Mets. The inning opened with a walk to Frank, then Boog Powell hitting through the hole on the third base side, single to left field. Frank stopping at second. And the 3-2 pitches do Merv, Rettenmund. Zep sets, holding the set, kicks and throws. Foul ball, ball to the screen. The crowd reaction, it's uh, I don't know what it is about this ballpark, but from the upper level, you are can be so fooled on on swings at the plate, particularly the foul ball. It looks as though it's hit right out, you know, in the infield sometimes, when in truth it is a foul ball to the screen. 3-2, the count. Cardenas uh, bothering Frank Robinson at second base. The stretch, the set. And the 3-2 to Redmond. Ball four. Bases are loaded. Frank Robinson to third. Booth Powell to second, Retton to first, Brooks Robinson to the plate, Bill Rigney to the mound. My uh, recollection, this will be number five in the tour department for Bill Rigney. The bases are loaded with nobody out, and Rigney, Rigney very slowly now, strolling to the mound, and he has not, to the best of my knowledge, given any sign to the bullpen yet. If in truth he intends to. Now, talking to Middlewall, talking now. Here goes the sign to the bullpen. And he wants the right-hander, either Teot or Stan Williams. So Zapp is leaving the ball game. And from the bullpen will come pitcher number three. So Billy Zapp has pitched two-thirds of one inning, plus three men in the fifth inning. He has allowed but one Oriole base fifth, has walked two batters, has not recorded a strikeout, and is not charged with a run, but the men on base are his responsibility. stepped to the sideline, and from out of the Minnesota twin bullpen will come Dan Williams, I believe. It will be Williams, and Williams was in here in release yesterday afternoon in Minnesota. And he pitched three very tough innings of relief ball for the Twins. Allowed the Orioles only two base hits, he walked a batter, he struck out a batter, he was not charged with a run. And here he is for the second day in a row. Williams is the kind of a reliever, however, that can work day after day. He is big and strong and very willing, is Stan Williams. His dimensions, 6'5", 227 pounds. Years ago, and it's been a few years ago. People in this area would remember that he was the strikeout king of the American association with the old St. Paul Saints. Uh, Williams came into the American League when the Dodgers traded him to the New York Yankees for first baseman Bill Scourin in 1962. Subsequently, he was sold by the Yankees to the Indians in 1965 and arm trouble laid him low for a couple of years Uh, when he worked in the Pacific Coast League, but the wing came around in 67. And we mentioned this story yesterday that he, uh, with arm miseries, was just, uh, had made up his mind that, uh, well, I cannot be an effective pitcher with this uh, problem in my arm, and I'm uh, either going to have to make up my mind that I'll be a pitcher or I will seek other employment. And uh, though his arm was hurting, and... uh, he could not pitch effectively when warming up before a game one night in the Pacific Coast League. He decided, well, we're going to find out right now. And I would think it would take a lot of courage for an athlete to do this. He just deliberately cranked up and let it go as hard as he could throw it. You know, the heck with the pain. And as he did so, he
2: heard something pop
0: in his shoulder. And after that, his arm misery disappeared. And he then again became the effective pitcher that he was before, and here he is now in relief with the bases loaded, and nobody out. Williams, in his heyday with the Dodgers, was the kind of a pitcher you would expect a six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound right hander to be. Big, hard throwing, blow the ball right by you. Today he carefully spots the fastball and depends more on off speed and breaking pitches, and being very careful with the fastball he still can throw it by you on occasion. The batter, Brooks Robinson, the bases are loaded. Williams' first pitch to Brooks, outside in the ball. Again, it was a breaking pitch. We owe you a station break. We'll try to get it at the, well, the earliest opportunity and the most convenient. But a bases-loaded, none-out situation is not the time to go elsewhere. Now the one nothing pitch to Brooks. Robinson this afternoon has grounded the third and fouled out to the catcher. He is 0 for 2. Yesterday went 3 for 3. The wine by Williams, the one nothing pitch. Sidearm pitches is hit high in the air. It's right around the plate, apparently, and everybody is coming in for it. Mitterwald stays with it and makes the catch in foul territory right behind the plate. So Brooks Robinson fouls out to the catcher, Mitterwald, and we will now pause for station identification. This is the Baltimore Oriole Baseball Network.
3: This is Ken Jackson. Jesse Webster's urban reports are timely, informative, sometimes
0: provocative. Evenings on WBAL in Baltimore. Stan Williams has picked up the very important first out. And now has Dave Johnson to contend with. The bases are loaded. The twin infield has played off at double play depth. Williams looking down to Nitterwald, who just now is down to pump up the sign for big stand. Here's the line by the right hand of the pitch to Dave Johnson. Swing and a fly ball out into right field. Not very deep. Coming in as the Aliva. Aliva still coming almost to the infield. Aliva's there. Makes the catch. Frank Robinson false start. The throw coming home. Holds in the third base. Aliva's throw. Uh, the Orioles had no chance. Of getting Frank in the fly ball to right field up against the wind, blowing it back toward the infield. The lever caught it hardly all oh, 10 yards off the uh, skin of the infield.
1: Uh-huh. Frank
0: bluffed to start but held with a score four to three. The situation is quite another thing than it was when it was four to nothing, and they could gamble on a play with McNally trying to come in. So Johnson with the bases, lo- uh, Williams rather, with the bases loaded, has retired Brooks Robinson in a foul pop. Dave Johnson on a little bit of a lazy fly to shallow right, and now has Etcher Barron at the plate with two away. Etcher Barron has looked at a third strike and reached on an infield single, took second on a throwing error, and scored the Orioles' fourth run on a Dave McNally single. Baltimore four, Minnesota three, top of the fifth, two out, bases loaded. Williams works to Etcher Barron. Strike inside corner of the hand. And Echebarron had a word to say to Hallow. Yesterday, in the nine innings, the Orioles and the Twins played with a makeshift crew of umpires. Not one word of discontent was expressed by either club. Now the one-strike pitch. Williams to the move. And the pitch to Echebarron. Curve, fly ball, foul. Left field side, out of play. Two strikes to Echebarron. And he beat uh, to uh, Haller. He felt that he did not commit himself in the swing. And Haller acknowledged that fact. immediately he said, you're right, but it ticked the bat foul. And that is the end of the argument. Two strikes. And this is the kind of a situation that relief pitchers kind of enjoy the extreme, the, the best challenge, the biggest challenge. And this is why you have the relief specialists in baseball, such as Stan Williams, Ron peronis of the Twins, Rickard Watt of the Orioles, Dick Hall, and so many, many others. Two-strike pitch to Etchabarren. Williams throws, sidearm fastball. He struck him out. Swing and a miss. Etchabarren goes down, and what a great relief set from twin right-hander Stan Williams in a standing ovation for him. At the end of four and
1: one-half, Baltimore four, Minnesota three.
0: of a zebra named Yachtel who drank cold 45
2: from a bottle. He took a big pull, then roared like a bull, and his stripes went all horizontal.
1: Coal, 45, 45, A completely unique experience. Coal 45, the flicker.
0: In the dull and commonplace occurrences, of day-to-day living. One thing stands out as a completely unique experience. Coke 45 malt
2: liquor. Shall we give it a try? A completely unique experience. Coke 45 malt liquor.
0: National Brewing Company, Baltimore, Maryland.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. This is John Gordon. Here on the radio side is Chuck Thompson has moved to TV for the final half of our American League Championship Series game between the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles. Game number two, and it's four to three as we move to the bottom of the fifth inning. A great relief pitching job by Stan Williams. Snuffs an Oriole rally in the fifth inning as he comes in with a bases loaded and nobody out and retires. Brooks Robinson, Dave Johnson, and Andy Echever without a runner advancing. Now McNally the leadoff hitter. Danny Thompson inside for a ball, and it's one ball and no strikes. So the birds, what they thought was an excellent chance to move ahead and increase the 4-3 lead, now find themselves still with just a one-run margin over the Twins in the bottom of the fifth inning. The pitch to Thompson, a ground ball to third, one hop to Brooks. Across the Boog to retire the leadoff batter. Thompson is out. And here is Stan Williams now and I'm sure he'll get a fine round of applause from the Minnesota Twins audience there after that great relief
1: job.
3: Now the final totals on Zapp, two-thirds of an inning.
1: He walked
3: two, didn't strike out anybody, gave up one hit. And he was not charged with any runs. One ball and no strengths account to Stan Williams, a right-handed hitter. As McNally works in the fifth inning, Dave has gone all the way. Cesar Tovar will be next. Here's the 1-0 to Williams. Low for a ball. Two balls, no strengths. The Verge with the early lead. one nothing. 3 nothing. and 4-0. With the Twins coming up with a pair of home runs in the bottom of the fourth inning. To come within a run, it's now four to three. After this game today, we move on to Baltimore. Here's the strike called, and it is two balls and one strike. Ready, McNally, the two-one, low three balls in the strike. Go so by to bat next. McNally did not give up a hit until the fourth inning. He walked two prior to. The home run by Harmon Killebrew that was the first safety of the game for the Minnesota Twins. One of the two walks was to Cardinals just before Killebrew batted. Strike two and a cut and a miss. Payoff pitch coming at three balls and two strikes now to Stan Williams. Jim Palmer against Bert Blylover tomorrow in the third game of the best three out of five series. 3-2 offering. Ball four high. Williams is trying to walk Now, that's the third walk by McNally in the game. Tobar, who was hitless in two trips today, will be the batter. That pitch didn't miss by much, just above the letters to Stan Williams. (laughs) Friends trying to get back into the series. They do not want to go to Baltimore, of course, down two games to none. They are trailing at the moment four to three here in this game after losing yesterday's opener. Ten to six to the call in the Orioles. The stretch and a pitch. Outside. One ball, no strike. The Orioles have seven hits in the game. The twins have but two. And the pitch. Two out. Oh and McNally having problems now trying to uh, find the strength zone is, is behind Tobar at two balls and no strengths. Very short confab with Andy Echebar and the birds catcher and Dave McNally, now we're running at a 2-0 delivery. The scent and the delivery. Line drive. Pass Palanger and a hit to center field. Williams will stop at second base, and the Twins have their third hit of the game. The single by Cesar Tovar. Tovar has singled past Palanger's glove on the left side of second base. And we have Dave Leonard and Marcelino Lopez loosening up in the Baltimore bullpen once again. Second time in the game that that pair has been up. Leo Cardenas will be the batter. He won and flied out to left fielder Merv Redmond. Williams, the lead runner at second base. One out here in the Minnesota fifth inning. And now Cardenas is going to the on-deck circle to get uh, some more of the pine tar towel putting in both on the bat and on his hands, get a little better grip on the bat that he's using Williams walked with one away, Tobar follows with a single just past Belanger's glove low for a ball, one ball to no strikes. and McNally who is trying to draw a very fine line with that strike zone is just missing he was a little disappointed in the call from plate umpire Bill Hallert One ball, no strikes to count to Cardinus. Harmon Killebrew will be up next. Four to three. The Orioles lead by a run. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Here's McNally, set and pitch. Strike called in the inside corner to Cardinus. And it's one ball and one strike.
1: <laughs>
3: up to that fourth inning when McNally was in trouble with the home run ball. He had retired seven Minnesota Twins batters in a row. Fly ball, foul. Down the right field line and out of play. And it's a strength two count now to Leo Cardenas. One ball and two strikes. One One away. The set and the two-strike pitch. A chopper to third. Over Brooks is and into left field. Here's Retman in. Williams trying to score. There'll be a play at the plate. He is out at the plate, and Williams is retired for the second out of the inning. Retman's throw right on target to Andy Etcheverna, who put the tag on the sliding Williams for the second out of the inning. Tobar is at second. is at first. And a big out to cut down the tying run of the game. Williams, the second out here in the fifth. Oh, a very close play at home plate to retire Stan Williams. And Rutman's throw on that chopper that went over man. the glove of Brooks Robinson into left field was right on target.
1: <laughs>
3: Cardenas gets the fourth hit of the game for the Twins. He's at first. Tobar is at second. is batting with two A as Williams is retired at a 7-2 scoring play and a great throw from Rutman. Low inside. One ball, no strength. Gets away from Etchabarren momentarily, but he quickly hustles it down and holds the runners. Etchabarren had to lean a little bit to his right to take Ruttman's throw and then came right back with a perfect tag on Williams sliding in to retire him for the second out of the inning. Two on. Tobar, the lead runner at second, and a 1-0 pitch to Killebrew. High fly ball foul down the left-field line. It's going to be out of play. As Brooks tried to play the high hopper on the left side, ball just hopped right over his glove and into left field. Redmond, in charging in as the ball came right up to him, made a perfect throw to Echebarron. A key play here in the fifth inning. Ball two inside. Two balls and a strength to kill the Tony Oliva due up next. As McNally works very hard here in the fifth to work out of a jam. Twins. Partial crowd here. Anxious for action in the fifth. And the pitch. Cutting him in. Strike two, and it's two balls and two strikes. Now Killebrew is coming back to the on-deck circle. And he, too, is requesting the pine tar towel. Get a little better grip on that bat head. Two balls, two strikes, to count to Killebrew. He homered his last time up. The first hit off of McNally. With kindness aboard, and it brought the Twins from a 4-0 deficit to a 4-2. Score, and then Oliva followed with a homer to make it 4-3. That's the last scoring activity we've had. Boy, this has been some kind of fifth inning. In the top half of the fifth, the Birds had the bases loaded with nobody out but did not score. Now the Twins are threatening in the home half. 2-2 delivery as McNally sets and pitches. Ooh, we just missed outside. Curveball was just off the corner, and it's a 3-2 count now to Killebrew. He had a good eye on that pitch. Killebrew walks back in the first inning. homered in the fourth. In the fifth, he's batting with two on. Sova, lead runner at second. Cardness at first. The set by McNally. 3-2 offering. There go the runners. Wow! Oh, back on the plane. We'll do it again. The runners are cut loose now in a 3-2 offering to Killebrew. Outfield very deep for Harmon Killebrew. Set by a McNally 3-2 offering. Foul again. This one to the upper deck here at the Mets. Exciting action at Metropolitan Stadium between the Eastern Division champions, the Orioles, and the Western Division champs, the Twins. Playoff Series Game Number Two. McNally works the tow bar at second and then steps on. Goes to the Rosendown. <laughs> Playing a little cat and mouse now with Harmon Killebrew with a 3-2 payoff pitch coming with two away in the bottom of the fifth inning. Runners at first and second, and good speed and a base pass for the Twins. Kovach gets a good lead. Johnson is directly behind him on the left side of the infield. Here's the pitch now from McNally. High fly ball behind second base. Now the wind carrying it on the right side. Johnson there. He's got it in the inning is over. McNally works out of a jam in the fifth. The Twins do not score after five innings of play. Baltimore four, Minnesota three.
0: What's new mean to you, To your Baltimore area Buick dealers, it means 1971. 1971, the year in which Buick introduces a new set of values, features that will help make your new Buick perform better, last longer, and get you more of a return on your investment at trading time. See the exciting selection of beautiful 1971 Buicks, including the new Centurion, at your Baltimore area Buick dealer and be sure to check the double savings you can get now on buick's famous Opel mini brute save twice as much from your baltimore area buick dealers because all five models of the opal cadet have been reduced in price and most automobile manufacturers have already announced increases in their 71 models get double savings plus economy of operation ask your baltimore area buick dealer about the great gas mileage you get from the opal plus the low low maintenance cost Room, power and economy, all part of a great combination you get from Opal. See your nearest Baltimore area Buick dealer now. Remember, for Buick or Opal, you get a new set of values from your Baltimore area Buick dealer. See your nearest Baltimore area Buick dealer now. Remember, for Buick or Opal, you get a new set of values from your Baltimore area Buick dealers.
2: Stop in soon.
3: Well, after the twins had to play catch up all day yesterday and they couldn't do it, dropping the opener by a ten to six score. They played a little catch-up early in the ballgame here with a three-run fourth inning. And they now trail by a run at four to three. And it looks like the final innings of this ball game as we move to the top of the six are going to be exact replicas of last year's first two games. And the Orioles won an extra innings. Four to three and one to nothing. Stan Williams in relief ready to duel dave mcnally for the final four frames of this ball game don't forget now tickets are going to be on sale tomorrow morning at the Memorial ticket office for the first playoff game between the twins and the orioles at memorial stadium and game time tomorrow will be at one o'clock our broadcast coverage will begin at 12:55 on the radio network Twins and the Orioles Hallman against Bly Levin Games 4 and 5 if necessary will be played at Memorial Stadium on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoon Starting times for all of the games in Baltimore will be at 1 o'clock It'll be McNally Belanger and Blair to St.
1: Williams
3: Here in the top half of the 6th inning Boy what a job Williams did in the top of the fifth. That walked Frank Robinson, gave up a hit to Boog Powell, and walked Merv Redden. And Manager Bill Rigney went to his bullpen for Williams. He came in and got Brooks Robinson pop up to Mitterwald in foul territory. Dave Johnson to fly the shallow right to Oliva. Holding Frank Robinson at third base, and then he struck out Andy Etchevern. McNally, one for two in the game. His hit In the fourth inning, drove in a run. Outside for a ball, Williams to McNally. One ball, no strength. The Orioles have out hit the Twins. Seven to four in the game. They lead it four to three. Williams with a strength call to McNally. And it's one ball and one strength. Williams pitched three innings in relief yesterday. East to the line, and here's the one ball, one strike pitch to McNally. Cut and a miss. Strike two, and it's one and two. Right back with a one-two delivery. Here it is. McNally swinging and a foul between the bag and third base coach Billy Hunter. And the count remains at one ball and two strengths. Tickets for tomorrow's American League Championship Series game, game number three at Baltimore, are priced at seven dollars for box seats, five dollars for upper reserve, three dollars for outfield pavilion, and two dollars for bleaching. A smash to shortstop Cardenas on one hop. He plays it to Killebrew, and there's one away in the Orioles sixth innings. McNally is retired on a sharply hit ground ball, and one hop for the old Cardenas. Now, here's Belangio, who has a perfect day going for him, a two for two effort. After walking and scoring a run in the first inning, he came in on Boog Powell's double to deep right field. He singled and then scored ahead of Frank Robinson on Frank's third inning home run, and then singled in the fourth inning.
1: Inside, a ball to the
3: twin ball to no strikes His hit. In the fourth inning, drove starter Tommy Hall from the pitcher's mound, and reliever Bill Zemp came in. One ball, no strikes to count to Belanger. One away in the top of the sixth inning. The Orioles lead by a run, four to three. Rennick, even with a bag at third base. Killebrew well behind the bag at first base. And the pitch. Strike on the outside corner. It's called, and it's one ball and one strength to Mark Belanger. Now, we were talking about the great extra effort of Williams in the fifth inning. Here's a high pop in the infield on the right side. Killebrew is calling for it. Thompson is there. It'll be Killebrew's ball. He's got it. The is retired for the second out of the sixth, and here's Paul Blair. Another great play in the fifth inning was the throw from Merv Redmond to Andy Etcheverne to retire Stan Williams. Trying to score on the base hit by Cardenas from second base. Rettman's throw arriving just in time to nip Williams in what would have been the tying run of the game. Blair looking for his first hit not only in the game, but also in the series. He's now 0 for 7, 0 for 2 in this contest. One ball and no strength. Williams working in the sixth inning. Blair taking a strike, and it's one and one. Cincinnati ahead of Pittsburgh, two to nothing. In games in their best three out of five series. The Reds won again today, three to one. Merritt the winner, Walker the loser. Bobby Tolan had a home run for the winning run. Cut and a miss. Strike two. Off-speed curveball from Stan Williams. One ball, two strikes, six out to the Baltimore leading Minnesota four to three in the top of the sixth inning. Williams has now retired five Baltimore hitters in a row in his release since two strike pitch to Blair, sharply hit ground ball to Cardenas. He has it. He has to hurry. His throw. Blair is out by a step, and the inning is over. Three up, three down. Williams retires the Orioles here in the sixth inning. The end of five and a half. It is Baltimore four, Minnesota three.
2: I believe in getting emotional. I didn't even get excited when I saw my monthly bills filing up.
3: Tony Oliva will be the leadoff batter as we move to the bottom of the sixth inning. The birds clinging to a one-run, four-to-three lead. Oliva, Al Yang, and Mitterwald Saints McNally in the sixth inning. Oliva, one for two in the game. He homered in the fourth inning. It's the ball to the opposite field of the left field bleachers. inside for a ball Oliva sitting down to avoid from being hit but the pitch was not that close and it's one ball and no
1: strength
3: 1-0 the count to Oliva leading off the Minnesota Six Elliott to bat next here's McNally's 1-0 pitch fly ball down the left field line Ratman right near the foul line now crossing it and near the fence makes the catch Oliva retired and there's one away he made the catch in foul territory Oliva retired and Grant Elliott will be the batter Palmer
1: 120
3: in the season and the Minnesota starters scheduled to go tomorrow bird fly 11 one ten while losing nine. Strike one to Elie, and it's no balls and one strike. Elie uh, 0 for two in the game. He's looking for his first hit in this series. He's now 0 for 5. A chopper to third baseman, Brooks Robinson. He plays a big hop off the grass. The Boog Powell for out number two. McNally. Retiring Oliva and Elie without any problems in the sixth. And the batter will be Mitterwald, the catcher. Mitterwald. Minterwald pops the first baseman boot pile in the second inning struck out in the fourth and three hits yesterday here's the sun and the pitch it is low and it's one ball and no strike. McNally now well, Mo Drabowski is loosening up now in the Baltimore bullpen as McNally works here in the sixth inning retiring the first two batters without any trouble strike call fastball zipping in Ready, Dave McNally in uh, Mitterwald swinging, and a fair ball down the third baseline. Pass Brooks Robinson up for the ball, Redmond to throw and a play at second. Mitterwald saves there. He is in, in front of the throw from Redmond to Dave Jackson. Boy, that ball was just fair down the third baseline. A two banger for Mitterwald. It's the Twins' fifth hit of the game. Redman's throw to Dave Johnson at second base. And as Johnson made the tag on Mitterwald, they collided. And the ball popped out of the glove of Dave Johnson. So Mitterwald is safe at second base. And here is third baseman Rick Rennick, who is 0 for 2 and again. The Twins now have five hits. The Orioles have seven. They lead it 4 to 3. Curveball is inside, and it's one ball and no strikes. So Minnesota puts the tying run. At second base here in the bottom of the sixth inning, Danny Thompson will be next. The set by McNally and the pitch—it's low for ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Check swinging on that last pitch. Hitter Rick Renick. Two balls, no strikes. Here's the set by McNally as he checks Mitterwald and pitches. Cut it a miss. Strike one, and it is two and one. Solid two away. Mitterwald doubles down the left field line. He's at second base. Karanowski begins to toss in the Minnesota Bullpen. Here's a line shot, scooped up by Brooks. He tags out Mitterwald for the inning-ending out. Rather than make the throw across, Brooks just tagged Mitterwald, who was coming to him at third base, for the final out of the Minnesota sixth inning. So the Twins do not score as they leave Mitterwald at second. And after six innings of play, it's Baltimore four and Minnesota three.
2: Last vacation, I found out fresh air and sunshine can be great for just about everything but my skin it was completely dried out, you know, really sick. So I went looking for a good medicated skin lotion and found Dermasage. We used it every day since, too. Medicated Dermasage, the dry skin specialist. Hey, when you work construction like I do, you're outside a good eight hours a day or more. Rain,
0: snow, or shine. And by the time I get home, the weather's got my face and hands looking just like a lot of raw leather. Before I reach for my wife, I reach for Dermasage. Don't know what Dermasage has in it, but it sure heals my skin up great. Soothing Cooling Dermassage, the medicated skin lotion used in over 4,000 hospitals.
2: Lucky for me, my husband brought some Dermassage home last time he went shopping for me. That's when I unpeak the furniture. All that turpentine and lacquer ruined my hands till I remembered the Dermassage. Furniture didn't turn out too well, but my hands sure did.
0: Use medicated Dermassage daily. You'll
2: feel much better.
3: Now well, before we begin the seventh inning, and after six, it's Baltimore 4, Minnesota 3. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Baltimore Orioles. Thanks for
0: Ten to two are the hours I like to spend with you. I'm Jack Lacey. Hope you can join me Monday through Saturday on Radio 11, WBAL, Baltimore.
3: Stan Williams begins his third inning in reeling. As he faces Frank Robinson, boot foul and Merv Redman in the top half of the seventh inning. McNally working out of a mile jam in the sixth as he retires Rennick for the final out, leaving Mitterwald at second base. Frank has a homer in two trips. He lined a shot to the left field bleacher seats. A 400-foot home run in the third inning with Mark Belanger aboard. Flying to right field to Oliva in the first inning, walked in the fifth. If this series should go four games, the probables for the fourth game, Tommy Phoebus for the Orioles and Jim Cott for the Twins. Tomorrow, it's going to be Jim Palmer against Burt Blyleven. Frank steps in as the leadoff batter. Luke Powell and Merv Ratman to foul. Williams to the line and here's a pitch. Foul out of play, back behind home plate, strike one, no balls, one strike. Williams used to pitch in this area. Back in the middle 50s, he was with the St. Paul Club. And in 1957, he won 19 games for St. Paul in his best year in the minor league. Strike on a curveball, and it's no balls and two strikes. With the Dodgers in the early 60s, he won 14, 15, and 14, and 60, 61, and
1: 62.
3: His best records in the major leagues. Here's a very high fly ball to shallow center field. Tobar is coming in. Still coming. Still coming. He's there. Makes the catch. Frank Robinson is retired for the opening out of the seventh inning. One up, one down, and Boog Powell will be the batter. Two hits and three trips. Oh. Boog doubled in a run in the first inning, struck out in the third, and singled again in the fifth. He has four hits in the series. Oliva has four, and Mitterwald has four. From the left side, Boog steps in to face Stan Williams, who has retired seven in a row in this relief stint. Low for a ball, one ball, no strengths. That's the slider pitch that Williams likes to use so much. And it is known as his out pitch. There was a time when Williams could just reach back and fire it past anybody and everybody. Inside. Two balls and no strengths to count to Boot Pound. But after arm problems with the New York Yankees and Cleveland Indians, and even some arm injuries this year. Williams has had to go to the slider or the breaking pitch rather than the fastball. Two balls, no strikes, and a pitch. Both swinging. High fly ball, deep center field. Tobar back and then coming in. He's there, and he's got it for the out. Kog is retired. Two away. Now he hit that one to the deepest part of this ballpark. Right center and Tobar with plenty of room to drift back and then come in a couple of steps to make the catch now Radman walked twice and struck out he's 0 for 1 four to three the Orioles lead the twins were in the top of the seventh inning the birds were leading four to nothing when Minnesota came up with three runs and a two-run homer by Killebrew and a solo shot by Tony Oliva to come within a run who drove in a run for the birds in the first inning Frank Robinson had a home run with Omeida board the third. A bounce to third. Renick charging. He has it. Flips in the run. Out at first. And Killedrew came up with a very fine pickup on a low goal from Rick Rennick. So, Williams retires the birds in order in the seventh inning. One, two, three. And after six and a half innings of play, Baltimore, four. Minnesota, three.
2: Baltimore, Maryland.
3: Well, the bottom of the seventh now is McNally and the birds cling to that one-run lead. Four to three. Danny Thompson and then Bob Allison to pinch bat. Here's Thompson swinging in the first pitch. He pops it in the air behind home plate. Etchabarren has the room. Andy waiting. He's got it. And there's one away. Thompson foul pops to catcher Etchabarren on one pitch. And now the announcement of Bob Allison batting for Stan Williams. Boy, what a relief. Appearance and performance by Stan Williams three innings pitch, no hits, he struck out one, he did not walk anybody, he retired nine in a row, Paranowski listening up in the Minnesota bullpen, and the probable for the eighth inning, Allison struck out yesterday in a pinch hitting roll, he's 0 for 1 in this series, high for a ball, one ball and no strength. McNally has gone all the way. One away in the seventh inning, and Allison looks at ball two inside. Two balls, no strikes. Well, after 13 years in the major leagues, Allison has announced that he is retiring from baseball at the end of this 1970 season. Cut it a miss. Strike one, and it's two balls and one strike. We might correct ourselves and say that he is retiring from active baseball. He hopes to stay in it and perhaps the administrative end of it or uh, maybe a coaching or minor league job. Two balls, one strike. Allison swinging and a foul. Out of play. This one to reach the upper deck here. And it is two balls and two strikes to Bob Allison. pitch struck him out no he didn't three and two and Haller started to go with the right hand and then pulled it down boy McNally coming so close to striking out Allison and now with three balls and two strikes Haller actually raised his right hand and then brought it back down now it is Pete Rickard and Eddie Watt loosening up in the Baltimore bullpen payoff pitch foul out of play Three balls and two strikes. The Minnesota bullpen is quiet at the moment. Paranowski is ready. He will pitch the top of the eighth. Payoff pitch, high ball four. So, with one down, Allison reaches on the walk. It is the fourth served up by McNally. He has now walked four and struck out four. And Tovar will be the batter. mcnally had allison struck out at least he thought on a 2-2 pitch he walks him on the 3-2 pay pitch Tobar a hit in three trips mcnally sets checks allison and pitches strike one called it's the snowballs in one strike the orioles lead four to three they've led throughout the game one to nothing three to nothing and four to nothing and then a three run fourth by the twins brought them to within or on and that's the last that we've seen any scoring in this ballgame the set by McNally the look and the pitch high and it is one ball and one strike just an outstanding relief performance by right-hander Stan Williams came in with the bases loaded and nobody out in the fifth inning and retired Brooks Robinson Davey Johnson and Andy Atchevern without a runner moving Sent by McNally as he looks again to first and pitches. Here's a chopper to the shortstop, Belanger. Flip the second one, relay
2: on. Not in time.
3: Tobar beats the relay, Johnson to Powell. With the force on Allison to retire the lead runners. Two away in the inning. And that was not a double play ball.
1: Shortstop,
2: Leo
3: Cardenas, a hit in two trips. He walked in the fourth inning and then scored ahead of Killebrew when Killebrew homered to the left field bleacher seats. Killebrew will be next. Here's the set. The pitcher goes the runner. Here's a chop to the shortstop, Valancius. Mark will have to go to first. He's there in time to retire Cardenas and the Twins in the seventh inning. So Minnesota leads one on, and after seven innings of play, it's Baltimore four, Minnesota three. Have
2: potato chip For the fun of it There's only one of it Nut potato chips For freshness and goodness If you eat one You eat them all Not just anyone can be <laughs> An nut nut It takes loyalty Devotion A driving hunger To do almost anything For those delicious potato chips In short you have to be really wild for fresh taste. And above all, you must never, ever be caught without several big bags of Ux potato chips on your kitchen shelf. Yes, you too can be. <laughs> and us Nut, all it really takes is one bite. Fresh, golden, delicious. Ux, eat one, and you eat them all. Ux potato chips, fresh.
3: Now Ron Paranowski will be the fourth pitcher to work in this ball game for the Minnesota Twins as he comes in in relief of Stan Williams. Paranowski worked uh, one inning in yesterday's ball game. Uh, that was the top of the ninth, and he retired three in a row with a pair of strikeouts, striking out Booth Powell and Ellie Hendricks, and getting Frank Robinson and a pop up to shortstop Leo Cardenas. Paranowski, who was The top relief pitcher in the American League this year for the Minnesota Twins, although his one loss record does not show that. He was uh, very tough in relief for the Minnesota Ball Club. He pitched in 67 games, won seven, lost eight, and in 111 innings pitched, had a 2.43 earned run average. He had a mid-season slump in August, but rebounded well in September and finished the year Strong uh, in relief for Minnesota. He was exceptionally strong against the Orioles. He worked in seven ball games against uh, Baltimore this year, and did not give up a run in all of the relief appearances that he had against the Birds. He won two, did not lose any, and had four saves in 14 and a third relief pitching innings against the Birds. If anything, you might say that was a little bit of a disappointment for Paranowski in his relief work against the Twins was the fact that he walked seven in the 14 and the third innings that he worked. He struck out only five. Before this inning started, uh, manager Earl Weaver uh, came out to talk to plate umpire Bill Hallert, and they had a rather long discussion while Paranowski was coming in and now Haller has called for manager Bill Rigney to come out to the pitcher's mound and Haller has requested that the Minnesota ball boy bring a towel out to Paranowski and Paranowski is now rubbing his hands on the towel and evidently uh, there has been some question uh, by the Orioles that uh, Paranowski might be using uh, some sort of substance Uh, before he pitches here in relief and now Paranowski is walking from the pitcher's mound to the Minnesota dugout and the uh, ball boy is following him in to the dugout as Paranowski was walking into the pitcher's mound from the bullpen manager Weaver came out and had a very long discussion with Haller and told him that he would like to have Haller check Paranowski. Haller did, called Rigney out. As Rigney came out, the Twins ball boy was called out with a towel, and Paranowski was requested by Haller to wipe off his hands on the towel. Now, we're looking to the Oriole dugout at this moment, and the Orioles are up and off the top of the dugout steps, and they are looking, and they're pointing to their wrists to have Haller check.
1: Karanowski's
3: wrist to see if he might not have some sort of substance underneath his uh, sweatshirt that he might be putting on the ball for perhaps the use of maybe a grease ball or something but it is very plain and evident from here that Haller in asking Karanowski to use the towel to wipe the substance off his hand and calling Rigney out and Rigney and Haller are having a discussion at this moment and now Rigney is retreating back to the dugout it's been no argument from Rigney But we were talking to Haller ask him to check Paranowski and we are still waiting for Paranowski to come back out of the dugout a guess here in the broadcast booth might be that Paranowski is changing sweatshirts
1: it's
3: a possibility as he is still in the Minnesota dugout he has not come out as yet so the delay here in the eighth inning is Paranowski was scheduled to come in in relief and to pitch against Brooks Robinson and the Orioles in the top of the eighth inning. But still, no Minnesota pitcher as Paranowski is at the moment in the Twins' dugout or maybe even in the dressing room. And now Earl Weaver is coming out and trying out to talk to Bill Haller. And Paranowski is just now coming out of the Twins' dugout once again. Now it is uh, almost impossible for us to tell whether or not Paranowski has changed the sweatshirts. And here is Paranowski showing Earl Weaver that he does not have anything in right his hand. He walked from the dugout to home plate and walked right in front of Earl Weaver and showed Weaver his left hand. And now third base umpire Jim Honacek is coming in. Paranowski will take his warm-up tosses to George Minterwall. So we have had a bit of controversy here to start the 8th inning. Paranowski walking right at an angle to the home plate area and walking right past Bill Haller and showing Earl Weaver that he had nothing on his left hand. But it's quite evident that plate umpire Bill Haller did find something on his left hand when he first checked Paranowski because he ordered a towel for Paranowski and then ordered him to the dugout where he spent considerable time in the dugout either wiping that substance off of his left hand or changing sweatshirts now we're ready for action in the top of the eighth inning as Paranowski faces Brooks Robinson to the line to the pitch outside for a ball and it's one ball and no strike Here's the 1-0 to Brooks Robinson, and a line drive to right field. It's going to drop for a hit, may get through. Oliva cuts it off, and Brooks will be held to a long single. Here's the quick relay end to Danny Thompson. Some of the birds start the eighth with a single by Brooks Robinson, and that is his fourth hit of this championship series. Four to three score, Baltimore ahead by a run. That's number eight in the hit department for the Orioles in the game. Now Dave Johnson about no, he had some uh, seven to eight-minute delay to start the eighth inning as Ron Paranowski was asked to go to the Minnesota dugout either to change sweatshirts or to wipe some sort of substance off of his hand before he starts his relief stint here in the eighth inning. A strike to Johnson, no balls in one strike. Davey is 0 for 3 in the game. now the set by paranowski as he checks the runner and pitches high and it's one ball and one strike the orioles lead at four to three we're in the top of the eighth inning and now Bell haller is looking at the baseball once again and keeping it in play as he brings it right back to paranowski johnson had requested that haller look at the baseball after that last pitch and Haller very carefully inspected the ball and then tossed it right back to the Minnesota pitcher. Reddy Paranowski from the belt, pitching high, and it is two balls and one strike to count to Dave Johnson. Now the Orioles trying to or- to add an insurance run here in the top of the eighth inning. They lead it 4-3, to three and they've led throughout game number two of this American League Championship Series. The birds won the opener yesterday, ten to six. Johnson swinging, line drive, and hit to right, falling right in front of Oliva. Play at second. Brooks out. <laughs> Oliva recovering as Brooks Robinson had to hold between first and second to see if the ball was going to drop or be caught. It dropped in front of Oliva, but on one sweeping motion, the Twins right fielder fired a strike to Cardenas at second base to retire. Brooks Robinson, the lead runner. Take a hit away from Johnson. It's a fielder's choice play. Brooks is out in a scoring play that has scored 9-6. Heads up, alert play by Tony Oliva, as Brooks had to hold between first and second to wait and see whether an added it would be a hit or an out. Echebarron cutting and fouling the third base coach, Billy Hunter, and it is no balls at one strike. Took the ball on the foul and threw it back to Mitterwald, the catcher. Mitterwald gave it to Bill Haller, and Haller has thrown the baseball out of the game. Now, there is no question about a controversy developing here in the eighth inning with Ron Paranowski, the ace relief pitcher of the Minnesota Twins. No balls, one strike to count to Andy Etchabair and Dave McNally will be next. The birds with one away and one on. Strike on the inside corner to Andy. He was leaning back with the pitch across the corner. No balls, two strikes. The Orioles ahead by one run, four to three, as they bat in the top of the eighth inning. Paranowski came in the start of the inning. He was ordered to the Twins' dugout by plate umpire Bill Hallert. A pie and inside for a ball, and it's one ball and two strikes to Andy. And before he was ordered to the dugout, the Twins ball boy brought a towel out to Paranowski and he was ordered to wipe his hands off on the towel. And then Haller said for Paranowski to go to the dugout, not sure at this moment, but I believe to change sweatshirts. Here's the pitch to Andy. Inside, two balls, two strikes. Now well, Paranowski working at you, Baron. High and inside on the last three pitches. One has caught the corner, the other two a little too tight two balls two strikes to Etchevern one away in the top of the eighth Baranowski has given up a hit and of fielder's choice play retired Brooks Robinson at second base outside three and two in a full count Three balls, two strikes to Echebarron. One down in the top of the eighth inning. Johnson with a safe lead at first base. Here's the pitch. Echebarron swinging in a ground ball right back to Paranowski. One out at second. Cardinals relay. Double play. Echebarron to a 1-6-3 double play. Twins turn it over for the second time in this game. And the fifth double play in the series for Minnesota. After seven and a half innings to play. Baltimore four, Minnesota three.
2: A spacecraft heads for the moon. And a race car takes another lap at Indianapolis. What do these two vehicles have in common? They're both the product of long years of scientific testing. They both require special care, special fuel, and special lubrication. And your family car isn't any different. It needs special lubrication to protect its vital engine parts from everyday friction and wear. It needs STP oil treatment. The same SCP oil treatment race car drivers like Mario Andretti rely on to keep their high-powered machines in the race, mile after pounding mile. STP lubricates vital engine parts better than regular motor oil alone. Keeps
3: any engine on or off the track running smoother, cooler, quieter, longer. STP, like the high compression engine in the car you drive, is a product of the space age. Have your service station add a can of STP to your oil and keep that engine running racer sharp. Well, we just found out here in the radio booth that umpire Bill Haller ordered Paranowski to the Twins dugout to clean his hands and that he had some sort of tar substance on his left pitching hand before he was ready to work in the top of the eighth inning and that's the reason that Haller asked him to wipe his hands off of the towel and then ordered him to the dugout to wash his hands and then when he came back uh, Paranowski walked right between Haller and Weaver and showed Earl Weaver that his left hand was clean but he did have some tire substance on his left hand before he was ready to pitch. McNally to Killebrew. And low for a ball, and it's one ball and no strikes. The bottom of the eighth inning in a 4-3 game. Boy, look at Redmond in left field. He is a step away from the warning path. And Brooks is guarding that line down the third baseline. Killebrew takes ball two, and it's two balls and no strikes. In the top of the eighth, Killebrew to be followed by Oliva. And then to the birds lead the twins four to three. Second game of the american league championship series as mcnally has gone all the way and the pitch low ball three three balls and no strikes and turning around and looking out into center field and then coming back and jawing at plate umpire bill Haller is dave mcnally so mcnally is behind at three balls and no strikes Killebrew to be followed by Tony Oliva. Ready with a 3-0 delivering. Strike one called and it's three balls in one strike. Dame has walked four, struck out four, giving up five hits. Four-three, Baltimore leads. Swing and a miss for a strike two count and it's three and two to Killebrew. Well, this is a very big eighth inning for McNally as he faces the meat of the order in Kilabrew Oliva, and Elia. Hitters 3, 4, and 5. 3-2 payoff pitch. He got him. Cut and a miss. Strike three. And McNally has retired Kilabrew for the opening out. Strikeout number five for Dunn. Now Oliva. And before he bats, let's pause for station identification. This is the Baltimore Orioles Baseball Network.
0: This is Joe Walsh. Wake up to Baltimore's smoothest alarm clock. Ted Steele, Monday through Saturday at 5 a.m. on Radio 11
3: WBAL in Baltimore. Oliva, who has a home run. In three trips, stepping up. Boy, Killebrew a big out in the top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth, and as McNally records his fifth strikeout of the game. And battling back from a 3-0 deficit. Here's a high pop. In the left field, coming in is Redmond, out for Landers. Merge still on the run, straddles the foul line, makes the catch in foul territory to retire Oliva. Two away in the top, bottom of the eighth
1: inning. Now Elie,
3: who is 0 for 3 in this game and 0 for 6 in this series. And the Orioles holding to a 4-3 lead, hoping to fly home tonight and play tomorrow with a two-to-nothing games lead in this best-of-three out of five series. Check swing, one ball, no strikes. It was high and inside. Once again, numbers one and two in the Baltimore bullpen, Rickard and Watt. Inside, ball two, two balls, no strength. Here's the line by McNally in the pitch and a cut and a miss by Elie for a 2-1 cut. Killebrew opened the inning, striking out. Oliva with a fly ball down the left field line in foul territory, caught by Merv Rettman. With two down, here's the 2-1. Swing and a miss, strike two to Elie and it's two balls and two strikes. And McNally battling back here in the eighth inning. He has left twins runners on in the sixth and seventh. And two out in the fifth. Foul. Out of play.
1: Twins
3: caught up. trailing four to nothing with a three-run bottom of the fourth inning. Two-run homer by Killebrew. And a solo shot by Oliva following Killebrew's homer. 2-2 delivery. Foul. And it's going to reach the seats behind home plate still. Two balls and two strikes. The Orioles scored one in the first on Boog Powell's double that plated Belanger. Two more in the third on a two-run homer by Frank Robinson. McNally drove in a run with a single in the fourth inning. Ball three outside, and it's three and two now to Elliott. McNally has not retired the Twins in order since the third inning, but he's working on it here in the eighth. Two away, nobody on. Elliott at three balls and two strikes. To the line, McNally in the pitch. All four outside. McNally is doing a two-out walk. His fifth of the game to Brandelier and here is George Minterwold. Minterwold doubled his last time up. A ground ball past Brooks Robinson. Now we're going to get a pinch runner for Brandelier. It'll be Jim Holt. Holt is going to pinch run for Elie in all probability Holt will stay in the game in left field in the ninth inning the set and a pickoff attempt and just a lob throw by McNally to first baseman Boog Pound Hope the pinch runner at first base and Mitterwald the batter with two away McNally serves and he's high for a ball one ball and no strength tense filled moments here at the Met in Bloomington Minnesota as we're in the bottom of the eighth inning the Orioles are leading four to three in the second game of this championship series and what a game this one has been now McNally from the Bell looks to the runner at first and pitches outside and he's 2-0 and oh now to George Minterwald Atchabarin is going to talk with McNally in the top of the fifth inning when the Orioles had the bases loaded with nobody out leading four to three and hoping to break the game wide open Stan Williams came in and retired three in a row and the Orioles left the three base runners stranded in the bottom of the fifth. The Twins had runners at first and second with one down and a bouncing single past Brooks Robinson to left field to Merv Rettman in left field. Tried to score Stan Williams from second base and he was cut down at home plate on a perfect throw Rettman to Etcheveron. Here's the pitch. High foul pop right side. Boog over near the Twins dugout but he will not get this one. It is about 30 rows deep to the box seats behind home plate. Strike one to Mitterwald. Two balls and one strike. Ready, McNally, the pitch, a strike called, and it's two balls and two strikes, and Mitterwald is complaining to plate umpire Bill Haller. It was just an hour before the game today that the Major League Umpires Association settled their one-day strike with the American League Commissioner Joe Cronin. Six umpires working today's game. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Mitterwald swinging in a chopper to third. Brooks has it. He's going to second. Out there. And the inning is over. Hald is the fourth and a 5-4 scoring play. After eight innings of play, it's Baltimore 4 and Minnesota 3. Go to the ninth with a one run. Baltimore leads 4 to 3. And we have Holt in center field, and Tobar has moved to left field. So Tobar will replace Allier defensively, and Holt will replace Allier in the Minnesota lineup. He will bat in the uh, number five position behind Tony Oliva Holt stays in the game after pinch running for Allier. To four to three
2: and we have Holt in center field and
3: Tobar has moved to left field so Tobar will replace Allier defensively and Holt will replace Allier in the Minnesota lineup he will bat in the uh, number five position behind Tony Oliva Holt stays in the game after pinch running for Elia McNally will be the leadoff batter for the Orioles in the top of the ninth inning First pitch from Paranowski is low, and it's one ball and no strength McNally a hit in three trips and his single drove in a run That's the last time the Orioles scored back in the fourth inning outside two balls no strength Don Paranowski, who was ordered by plate umpire Bill Haller to go to the Minnesota dugout and wash his hands. Get rid of some tire substance that was on his hand before he started his release then in the eighth. Low and it's 3-0 now to McNally. Jim Cott loosening up in the Minnesota bullpen. He is the... Uh, Probable starter for the Twins in the fourth game if it is to be played in Baltimore Tuesday. Strike to McNally. Strike two to Dave McNally in a three-ball, two-strike count. Jim Harden loosening up in the Baltimore bullpen. Top of the ninth inning, four to three. Belanger will be next to be followed by Paul Blair. Three-two delivery. Foul out of play. Four-count pitch coming in at three balls and two strengths. The Orioles scoring early and holding on. They were ahead four to nothing in the game. The Twins had a three-run fourth inning and a two-run home run by Harmon Killebrew and a solo shot by Tony Oliva. hang pitch coming at three balls and two strengths to Dave McNally, and here it is. Here's a five ball to left field, Tovar chasing this one, going back near the fence, he won't get it. It's over his head and McNally is streaking on to second base and he's in with a stand-up double. So McNally opens the Oriole ninth inning with a double over Tovar's head in left center. Second hit off of Paranowski, the ninth in the game for the Orioles, and Falanger will bat with nobody out and McNally in scoring position at second base. He hit the 3-2 pitch over Tovar's head in left center. Bounced it off the fence in one hop. Keep in mind now, in 14 and two-thirds innings pitched against the Orioles this year, Paranowski did not give up a run. Here's the set now is uh, Belanger is the batter and the pitch by Parnowski. It's outside. One ball and no strikes. The Twins are looking for the ball although Belanger was not scoring on that last pitch. Kellebrew is just in front of the bag at first and charged in and Rennick is even with the bag at third and he too made a charge to the infield ground. In the ninth inning as the Orioles try to increase their 4-3 lead they have McNally in scoring position at second base. Here's the set and the pitch. Strike at the knees in the outside corner to Belanger, and it's one ball and one strike. Well, now, Louis Tiot has joined Jim Cott in the Minnesota bullpen. Harden is still loosening up in the Baltimore pen. Here's the set by Panowski, 2-1, and it is high, and it is now two balls and a strike. That was the 1-1 pitch. Two balls and one strike to count to Belanger. Well, at the moment, this crowd very quiet here at the Met in Bloomington, Minnesota, as the Twins trailing by a run, 4-3. to three. And the Orioles batting in the top of the ninth inning. Paranowski pitching. Belanger swinging. Ground ball hit. Right field. McNally will hold at third base as Oliva is up for the ball very quickly. So a single to right by Belanger, his third hit of the game. And the Orioles third off of Paranowski. Puts McNally at third base with nobody out. And Blair will be the hitter. With Blair's at first and third and nobody down. Oliva charging in on the ground ball on the right side. And McNally did not have a chance to score in the base hit. Now Bill Rigney is coming out to talk to Ron Paranowski. With Tion and Cotton in the Minnesota bullpen. And Rigney... uh, the moment, standing at the pitches, Robert, and uh, staring out into center field, talking to Paranowski with Mitterwald joining him. Runners at first and third, nobody down. A leadoff double by McNally, and a ground ball single past Thompson, the second baseman to right field, by Belanger, and the Birds have runners at first and third. Forget now, game time tomorrow will be at 1 o'clock. Broadcast coverage from Baltimore's Memorial Stadium will begin at 12.55. The Orioles and the Twins in game number three of this best three out of five American League Championship Series. Blair, 0 for 3 in the game. Robbed of a hit back in the third when Rennig made a great stab of a line drive, hit his way at third base. The pitch to Paul, strike at the knees, and it's no balls and one strike. Burd's trying to add the insurance run. It's McNally at third base and hopefully could get another with Belanger at first with nobody down. Here's the set by Paranowski and a pitch to Blair. A foul out of play. This one off to the right. It'll be a strike two count to Paul Blair. Paranowski who came in in the eighth inning. Stan Williams gave up a leadoff hit to Brooks Robinson got out of the inning when Etcheveron hit into a double plug now here's the set by the left-hander Paranowski and a pitch to Blair and a foul out of play it's still a two-strike cut. really Paranowski gave up uh, almost another base hit when Johnson lined one to right field that Oliva leave trapped in shallow right Brooks holding at first, waiting to see whether or not the ball was going to be caught or trapped, and could not get the second in time, and a hit was taken away from Johnson and a fielder's choice point. Two strike pitch to Blair. Sat in the delivery. Strike three at the layers. Blair looked at it. He dropped his bat, and it is kicked away by plate umpire Bill Haller. And there is one away here in the top of the ninth inning as Blair is retired in a called third strike. Well, as Blair took the called third strike he dropped his back and Haller just kicked it away and now Mitterwald and Paranowski are going to chat at the pitcher's mound as Frank Robinson will be the batter following Frank to the plate will be Powell. the Orioles four on ten hits the Twins three on five hits and since the fourth inning, this one has been nip and tuck with the Orioles leading all the way. They had a 4-0 lead before the Twins scored three off of McNally in the bottom of the fourth. Now Paranowski trying to work out of this ninth inning jam to Frank Robinson, strike one, and a cut and a miss. No balls and one strike. Back in the fifth, when Williams came on, the bases were loaded with nobody out. And Williams got Brooks Robinson to pop to the catcher. Dave Johnson, shallow fly ball to right fielder Oliva with Frank Robinson holding at third. He could not score on that one, and he strike out at you, trying to work out of a jam. He is 0-2 now to Frank Robinson on a foul ball down the right field line and out of play. No balls, two strikes. McNally at third, Belanger at first. Dave opened the inning with a double, Belanger singled him to third base. Two-strike pitch to Frank Robinson, in tight for a ball, and it's one ball and two strikes. Paranowski out in front of the pitcher's mound now as he rubs up the baseball, moving around that mound. Here in the top of the ninth inning, the Orioles trying to add that insurance run, Dave McNally at third base. ready, Paranowski. Here's the pitch to Frank. It is outside, just missing two balls, two strikes. Boy, Frank had a good eye on that one. So the 2-2 count coming to Frank Robinson. Paranowski working quickly. He's ready. Up tight and inside and he drove Robinson back where he fell down. Almost hit by the pitch. Three balls and two strikes and a full count to Frank. Now Frank steps away, waiting to get back into the batter's backs. Three balls, two strikes to count. Boy, Paranowski and Frank Robinson battling each other here in the top half of the ninth inning. At second base, nobody at second at third base McNally at first base Belanger runners at first and third with one down second base is open and Paranowski's pitch there goes Belanger and it is inside ball full the bases are loaded with one away for Boog Powell well that's the first walk by Paranowski and Powell steps up now with everybody at a base for the Orioles at third McNally at second Falanger and at first Frank Robinson Powell in the game two hits and four trips he's four for nine in this two-game series as fire here at Minnesota Paranowski will work from a full lineup the outfield of course shading uh, Powell to the right he's a left-handed batter strike one and it's two no balls and one strike and let's change that to Paranowski looking like he was going to work from a full wind-up he went to the stretch position
1: so
3: he will work now from a set pitching to Powell with the bases loaded and one down in the top of the ninth inning here's the set and the delivery to Powell the curveball is up high Oog, backing away to avoid from being hit one ball and one strike still in the Minnesota bullpen Lewis Tiot, a right-hander, and Jim Cott, a left-hander. Twins trail by a run, 4-3. to three. We're in the top of the ninth inning with two runners, three runners on. Frank Robinson drew a walk to load the bases. The only out of the inning, Paul Blair looked at a called third strike. The side of the pitch. Foul down the left field line. It's going to be out of play, and Paranowski ahead now at a ball and two strikes to Boog Powell. Now the Twins, down by a run. They will bat Rennick, Thompson, and the pitcher in the ninth inning. The Orioles hope that they can increase their lead here in the top of the ninth. They have an excellent chance to do so. Foul batting at one ball and two strikes. Base is loaded. one 0 And Paradowski is ready. From the stretch. And here's the two-strike delivery. Again, the foul. That's out of play. This one to the left. And Boog's still alive at one ball and two strikes. Boy, you talk about pitcher and batter battling here in the ninth inning. Maranowski, after going three and two to Frank Robinson and Walkingham, is coming right back on a great challenge to Boog Powell. And now at one ball and two strikes to Boog. Powell flied to deep right field and it dropped behind Oliva in the first inning for a double. Struck out in the third, single to left in the fifth, and flied to deep center field to Tovar, is last time up in the seventh inning. Maranowski, the fourth pitcher to work in the game for the Twins. Paul Zep Williams before him. Now, the set and the two-strike delivery. Boots swinging in a line drive down the left field line. It's well hit. Tovar chasing it. He can't get it. It's a fair ball. Here's one run in with McNally scoring. Belanger's going to score, and it'll be a ground rule double, and Frank Robinson will have to go back to third base. And the Orioles have increased their 4-3 to lead to 6-3 to with a bases-loaded double by Boog Powell. And now Regney is coming out and is going to talk to Bill Haller about whether or not the ball was fair. It hit right near the line. Tobar is not offering an argument to the left-field umpire, Marty Springstead, But Regney coming out and talking to Bill Haller. The Orioles have increased their lead to 6-3. to with a two-run double by Boog Powell. Frank Robinson would have scored had that ball not bounced into the seats after it hit right on the line. It's a ground rule double for for Boog. So another big hit for the Orioles and Paranowski pitching to Merv Ratman and it's high and it's one ball and no strikes and the Minnesota Twins fans are filing out here as the Orioles have now taken a 6-3 lead. An opposite field, two-bagger by Boone. Driving a pair across. McNally scores. Balanger scores. And still with one away. And two runners on in scoring position. The Twins infield is in. And Rettman is at one ball and one strike.
1: That
3: ball was just fair down the left field line. And it bounced off of the screen and out of play for a ground rule double. Ratman swinging, ground ball hit right side. Robinson will score. Boog is holding at third base as Oliva comes up with the ball, and Merv Ratman has singled in another run, and it is seven to three. And for the first time this year, the Orioles have scored runs off of Ron Paranowski, and I believe that's going to be all for the left-hander as Bill Rigney is coming out to talk to Paranowski. Ratman single, plates Frank Robinson. Powell is at third base so Belanger has scored McNally has scored Frank Robinson has scored and the Orioles now have a 7-3 to three lead to go to the bottom of the ninth inning and they may have more with just one away Rigney has made the call to the bullpen so Paranowski will work an inning and a third Kead will be coming in five hits off of Paranowski
1: he struck out one he walked one
3: and he gives up three runs and is responsible to Boog Powell at third base and Merv Rettman at first base Now well, the Orioles all season long and during the regular season in seven relief appearances by Paranowski they were not able to touch him for a run And yesterday, as he pitched a perfect inning in relief. And now, today, Perrowski, after coming in in the eighth inning, is driven from the pitcher's mound in the ninth. McNally opened it with a double. His second hit of the game. Moved to third, and a Mark Belanger single to right field. And it was Belanger's third hit of the game. Blair struck out, and with one away and runners at first and third, Frank Robinson drew a walk to load the bases. Boog Powell with his third hit of the contest. A double down the left field line and just in fair territory. The ball bounced away to an out of play area and Boog with a bases loaded ground rule double scored McNally and Belanger to put the birds ahead 6-3. to And Rettman followed with a ground ball base hit to right field driving home Frank Robinson and sending Boog Powell to third base. And now Teot is coming in to try to put out the Oriole rally in the ninth inning. And Dave Johnson to the on-deck circle and the first batter that Teot will face will be Brooks Robinson. And Brooks will be the seventh man to bat in this inning. Now this is Teot's first appearance of the year against the Orioles. He has been bothered by an arm problem almost all season long. He had a great start for the Twins. Coming over from the Cleveland Indians to the Minnesota Twins, Keon opened the year with six straight wins. He now has a seven-win, three-loss record in the regular season, pitching in just 18 games, 92 and two-thirds innings. He was the starting pitcher for Minnesota in their Wednesday afternoon game against the Kansas City Royals in a regular season contest. And that was his first appearance since mid-June when he was placed on the disabled list with the arm problem. So, on the top of the ninth, with three runs in and a 7-3 Oriole lead, Teon is ready to pitch now to Brooks Robinson with Boog at third base and Redmond at first. Powell, with three hits in the game, now has five in this series. Here's the sent by Lewis Teon. And the pitch, Brooks swinging in a foul, out of play. Strike one. Back behind home plate. <laughs> now the Orioles hoping to take their second straight win here at the Met in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. They won yesterday, ten to six. They lead now seven to three. The sent by Tia. Checks the runners, there goes Ratman. the pitch is outside, middle wall to second base, and safe with a stolen base is Ratman. Now <laughs> with a slide to the outfield side of second, and escaping a sweep tag by Leo Cardenas, who is covering on the play, and Redman moves into scoring position with a stolen base. The pitch was a ball to Robinson, to Brooks, and it is one ball and one strike. Tian will work from a full line with runners at second and third. Brooks the batter at one ball and one strike. Infield is in now with just one away. The pitch is high and it's two balls and one strike. So the birds have erupted for three here in the ninth. They haven't increased that one-run lead to a four-run margin of seven to three. Tian is running with a two-one delivery. Foul, back out of play, and it's two balls and two strikes. Luke Powell at third base, Merv Ratman at second. First base is open with one down. Here's the wind by Tiant, and the two-ball, two-strength delivery to Brooks Robinson. Ground ball, deep short, gloved by Cardenas, he's coming to the plate, and Powell is safe at the plate as Cardenas' goal was off the mark at home plate. Boog moving to his left as Mitterwald was moving to his right. And Boog just stepping across the plate as Mitterwald tried to come back and make a tie. The fielder's choice play and an RBI for Brooks Robinson. Now 8-3. to three. Check and see if there's an air play. And Dave Johnson will be the batter. Before Johnson, Batch, let's pause for station identification. This is the Baltimore Orioles Baseball Network. This is Jim West talking about the Jones boys. Bob Jones, that is, with Music and Friendly Chatter. Evenings on Radio 11, WBAL Baltimore. Now, Brooks Robinson does not get an RBI as Cardenas has been charged with an error on his throw to Mitterwald at the plate. It's the second Twins error of the game. So Brooks does not get an RBI, but Boog Powell scores the Birds. Fourth run of this inning and eighth of the game. They now have a five-run lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Rettman is at third base and Brooks is at first base and Johnson batting at one ball and no strengths. Tion is running. Here's his pitch. A pine inside. Two balls and no strengths. This has been a very long but very productive inning for the Orioles in the top of the ninth. They're hoping to increase their lead by at least one run with an insurance marker in the ninth. But they have added four already and still it just went away. Rettman is at third and Brooks at first. So the sent by Tion on the pitch Johnson swinging in a fly ball to deep left field, home run! Dave Johnson and the Orioles now lead it eleven to three. Dave Johnson with a line drive homer off of Lewis Tion to the left field bleacher seats with Ruttenman and Brooks Robinson scoring in front, and the Orioles now have an eight run lead in this ball game, eleven to three. And many of the Twins fans here today are now leaving. A 363-foot home run by Dave Johnson. Second of the game for the Orioles and the fourth in this game. The Twins have two. Now Andy Etchever and the ninth man to bat in this inning. Swing and a miss for a strike and a snowballs in one strike. Dave Johnson is homered. And the Birds have now scored seven runs in this ninth inning. Here's a high pop-up in the infield. Cardin is backtracking a couple of feet to the grass. He's waiting. He's got it. And Etcheveron is retired for the second out here in the ninth inning. Now McNally will bat. And this is the second time for McNally to the plate here in the ninth inning. Dave Johnson. Three-run homer. The birds are batting. McNally for the second time in this inning. Tion high with a breaking pitch. On the outside corner with a strike, and it's one ball and one strike. Two of the seven runs in this inning are charged to Tion, who is now pitching. The other five have been charged to Paranowski. Pitch is low, and it gets away from Bitterwald, and it is two balls and one shank. So the Twins in anticipation of going to the bottom of the ninth, trailing by a run and hoping to either catch or win the game over the Orioles, now find themselves trailing by eight runs, 11-3. to three. Dick Woodson in the bullpen. High pop, shortstop Cardenas. He's in the cut of the infield. Waiting, he's got it, and the Oriole ninth is over. They bat ten men and score eight runs. And the highlight of the inning is a bases loaded double by Bo Powell and a three-run homer by Dave Johnson.
1: Nobody left. And after eight and a half innings
2: of play, Baltimore 11, Minnesota
1: 3. Time. good things happen, the off, left behind, a Take number one,
3: take take number
2: one, take it's an unpredictable time of year, fall. You turn a corner and there's back to school. Turn another and there's a sale going on. For well, the expected and the unexpected, take number one with you. Take number one with me. Take number one
1: with me. Take number one with me. Well, McNally
3: and the Orioles, just three outs away from sweeping the two-game series here at the Met in Bloomington, Minnesota, and just one victory away from taking the American League pennant for the second straight year. McNally will face Rick Rennick, Danny Thompson, and a pinch hitter, I'm sure, for Keat here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Strike one, no balls, and one strike. A seven-run ninth inning. The Orioles have had two seven-run innings in the first two games in the American League Championship Series. Yesterday, they scored seven in the fourth inning. Ground ball hit up the middle for that Number six in the game off of McNally. Rennick is on with a leadoff single here in the bottom of the ninth inning. But the Twins are so far away from getting back into this ballgame. Trailing by eight runs. Danny Thompson will be the hitter. And Quillacy will follow Thompson to the plate. Center, a right-handed hitting second baseman. 0 for 3 in the game. Redick not being held at first by Powell. And a strike in. No balls in one strike. Rogue Powell's bases loaded double. Bringing the birds from a 4-3 lead to a 6-3 lead. It scored a pair. Here's a ground ball. Pass McNally. Johnson to Belanger 1. Relay to first. Double play. And there are two away here in the bottom of the ninth inning. So the birds turn one over on a 4-6-3 twin kill. Rennick is retired at second. Thompson at first, and I here is Quillacy. Came in in uh, yesterday's game, filling in at second base, and in one plate appearance, applied to center fielder Paul Blair. He's over one. So McNally now just an out away, and the birds went out away from taking the second game of this best three out of five series. A foul out of play. Strike one. No balls in one strike. the count to Colisey, pinch batting for Lewis Tian. Strike two in the inside corner at the knees, no balls and two strikes.
1: The Orioles have led all the way
3: in this game. The Twins caught up 4-3, but a big seven run, ninth inning with ten men batting. High pop on the right side, playable for Boog Powell, now in foul territory. He's got it. And the Orioles win the game <laughs> as Booth Powell juggled that pop-up, and it came right off of his hat and nose and into his glove again for the out. So Quillacy is retired, and that's it. The Orioles win it.
2: Eleven to three. And we'll be back with today's game totals after this message. Hey, did Walter call yet? No, Walter didn't call. I wonder what's wrong with him. I don't know. What do you want to do tonight, Ray? Ha ha. I know, but what else do you want to do? How about fixing dinner and watching reruns for a change? We do that every night. Hey, I've got it. Let's go out and eat. Where? How about the International House of Fried Shrimp? I don't have any money. This isn't cost much. Where? The International House of Fried Shrimp. Great place. They have delicious fried shrimp and crisp french fries and sliced tomatoes. Oh, well, where is it? Well, just down a couple of blocks, the big A-frame place with the blue roof. Mm. Oh, and that's the International House of Pancakes. No, it's the International House of Fried Shrimp. They've got delicious fish and chips, too. Okay, fine. Um, how do you know about it? Oh, I went there last night with Walter. Uh, uh who? Ralph. Oh?
0: Next time you don't feel like cooking, join us at the International House of Fried Shrimp you'll find the nearest one to you in the phone book under an assumed
2: name. International,
0: it may say pancakes on the outside, but there's lots more on the inside.
3: Well, Boog Powell juggled that pop-up in foul territory on the bat of Quillacy. He caught it and then it popped right out of his glove. And then he balanced the ball off the lid of his captain's beak of his nose before he again punched the ball into his glove for the final out of the game and Dave McNally and the Orioles have defeated the Twins here by an 11-3 score and this ball game with its tense filled moments until the top of the ninth nobody would have ever guessed that it would finish like this with a score of 4-3 to and the Orioles about to break it open in the fifth inning with the bases loaded and nobody out Stan Williams came on with a brilliant relief pitching performance and retired Brooks Robinson and a foul pop to Mitterwald. Dave Johnson and a shallow fly ball to Tony Oliva in right field. And Annie Echevert on a strikeout to hold the Orioles without scoring in that top of the fifth inning. And the score remained 4-3. to three. In the bottom of the fifth, the Twins were about to tie it when Williams opened the inning with a walk, moved to second and a hit by Tobar, and then tried to score on a bouncing base hit past Brooks Robinson to left field. But Merv Bretman's perfect throw to Echevert and cut him down. the second out of that inning, and then McNally retired Killibro in a pop-up in the infield to stop a twin threat. And the score was still four to three. We went to the sixth when the twins left a runner on, the seventh when they left another on, and the eighth when they left another on. And we went to that ninth inning four to three. And then the balloon just burst for Ron Paradowski and the twins as seven runs scored, ten men batted, and it was highlighted by a bases loaded double by Boog Powell. And a three run home run by Dave Johnson. Chuck Thompson is with us. And, Chuck, as I just mentioned, I don't think anybody ever expected an 11 3 final score in this second game.
0: I'm certain that no one did. And I I also think, John, that hardly anyone expected the treatment that Ron Peranovsky got this afternoon. And this will be one of the big stories of the ball game, along with the, the outstanding pitching of Dave McNally and the good hitting of the Orioles this afternoon. The Paranofsky incident will certainly get a lot of print and a lot of coverage around the country, and it occurred uh, before the Orioles came out on the top of the eighth inning. And as you noted, John, between innings, Earl Weaver spoke to plate umpire Bill Haller. And it was plate umpire Haller who went to Paranofsky, looked first at the baseball, looked at his hands, sent him to the dugout, made him wash his hands. And after he cleaned up, came back out to face the Orioles, they treated him as rudely as Paranofsky has ever been treated by an Oriole ball club that hadn't scored on him in, what, 17 and a third innings this year. And it finally wound up with Paranofsky being hung with an inning and a third, five hits, and five runs. Now that will be the the story that will share the billing with Dave McNally, I'm certain.
3: Chuck, there's no better way to go back to Baltimore than with a two-game lead, and that's just exactly what the Orioles are doing. They'll try to wrap it up tomorrow with Palmer going against maybe Blylevin, possibly Cott, Brigny may change his pitching chance. Probables for tomorrow's ballgame, we'll have to wait and see, but it's a 2 to nothing lead.
0: I wonder what kind of an explanation Boog Powell will have for everybody on his <laughs> magnificent catch of that foul pop here in the ninth inning off the bat of Quillacy that ended the ballgame. He played volleyball with that, <laughs> it seems like two minutes, John, before he finally trapped it around the belt somewhere and squeezed it for the final out. But I'm sure Boog will have a logical... Plausible explanation.
3: Wasn't McNally's pitching performance really something here? I mean, he's such a gutsy pitcher, intense situation, and he he just uh, really pitched himself out of not major jams but semi-jams in that 7th, 8th, ninth innings, or 6th, 7th, and 8th innings when a runner was on, maybe in scoring position, but he just bore down and really came out of it and did not give up that run to tie the game. I think
0: the way uh, most people, the younger people today would explain it, would say that Dave certainly did not lose his cool, and he was a very cool and a very determined uh, a left-hander this afternoon and pitched in fine fashion against a very tough ball club. Not uh, uh, tough, they're tough anywhere, but I think they are particularly tough here at the Mets. And uh, this is a hitter's ballpark, and a pitcher can come out of here wondering what happened to him, as we saw yesterday with a couple of fine pitchers in Perry and Cuellar who were rudely treated. This afternoon, McNally was just too much of a left-hander for the Minnesota Twins, and I'll bet you, John, I'll just bet you that he'll talk to you more about the two base hits <laughs> than about the pitchers.
3: Chuck will look forward to that uh, ball game tomorrow at Memorial Stadium, game number three of this best three out of five series, as the Orioles sweep a pair here at the Met in Minnesota, taking uh, game number one 10 to six and game number two here today by a score of 11 to three. And repeating that Cincinnati has won a pair from Pittsburgh in the Eastern Division of the National League uh, as they defeated the Pirates twice uh, yesterday, three to nothing, and today, three to one. This program was brought to you by authority of the Baltimore Oriole Baseball Club and arranged purchase by Dennis Dunn, Incorporated. Any rebroadcast or other use of this play-by-play description without written consent is prohibited. The next Oriole Championship playoff game will be tomorrow at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium, and airtime will be at 12.55. Our engineer has been Ken Kimball. This is John Gordon, along with Chuck Thompson and for Bill O'Donnell, saying so long from Metropolitan Stadium in the Twin Cities. And once again, the final score in game number two, Baltimore 11 and Minnesota 3. This has been a DDI Network Sports presentation.